So am I allowed to talk now? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, hello everyone. Hopefully this is all working well. Yes, Hopefully we just clarify. See and hear us. I'm going to stop playing Two Finger Johnny on my PC now. It's really throwing me off. Are you telling me that doesn't play all the time in the background? Just of your mind? With all just the editing you must do with it. I was yeah. going to say, not on the podcast, but yeah, in my head it's just... You must hear that so much, editing the videos. I don't get to hear yeah. it all that much, no, realistically, because when yeah. we record it doesn't play, but that must be stuck in your head, that. Uh, well, for... You know, the wiki videos, I used like the Samba Isabel one where it's like oh, nice yeah. and jazzy, like the smooth jazz in the background. So I don't hear Two Finger Johnny when I'm editing videos, only when I'm editing the podcast. So it's only like once a week. Can we just but do hopefully like... everyone in on Patreon, watching this through Patreon, uh, is this stream doing okay? Are we all good? I, I imagine so. But uh, can, can we just give a big shout out to Kevin McLeod and just talk about how big his dick is for a minute? And just say like, yeah, holy shit, the amount of free music that this guy makes and gives away are high quality as well. Yes, if you might not know, um, there's a guy called Kevin McLeod. That is his name, right? It's like Kevin McLeod, or maybe McLeod. I'm not uh, sure the exact yeah, pronunciation I, of his I name. I think it's McLeod, but my, that might just be because I've heard you say Kevin McLeod a lot, so I'm not sure, but yes. Either way, if you've watched a Fact Fiend video, you've heard Two Finger Johnny, and that is um, made by that guy. Mm. And he gives away all of his music for free, for any purpose whatsoever, as long as you credit him. And that's why yep. almost every single YouTuber uses those same like five background sounds because they're all branded by him. When I made my first TikTok, I noticed a lot of the top sounds that aren't just like copyrighted music, all his as well. Yep. And he gives it all away for free. And I, for when we started making content for the side channel, I thought, you know what? Rather than download them one at a time, I'm just going to buy his entire archive. You can buy his entire archive for like $20. Fucking hell, he's yeah. put out hundreds of songs. Yeah, I've got and that's why, like, what you'll see when you're watching through some of the videos that I make for the side channel, there's mm. like random songs in the background, like five or six in the background, just like fade them all into one another. Yeah. Because it's $20, download his entire archive, and you get like 2,000 songs in a variety of styles to pick from. That's so, like, it's 20 we've, I've been making money off this guy's work for years. That's getting mm. $20. Yeah. And he personally signed, like, the, uh, the link for the download. Just like, like, oh, um, uh, cheers for the, the money. Here's your download link. It'll be active for two weeks. Kevin. But when he's giving it all out for free, like how many people actually pay the for the music? You know what I mean? That's it, why I felt like I had to do it, yeah. So I thought that's I'm why send he probably, it probably says a lot that he is able to send out a personalized message that that few people actually pay mm -hmm. for the music. But obviously, you know, the guy's doing good work and clearly got his name out there for just being a clear yeah. consistent i am the person that gives out good copyright free music he it's not that jimmy wales tech isn't it so jimmy wales for people who don't know is the guy who started wikipedia and owns wikipedia mm -hmm. and realistically jimmy wales could be a multi-millionaire right now because he could sell ads easily yeah. he could he could make a, like 10 million dollars tomorrow Mm -hmm. by putting ads on wikipedia and he doesn't which he doesn't there's, want to there's quite a few stories in like the online world or like tech world where people have done that similar to i see it on reddit every now and then pop up of like the guy who made vlc yeah refuses to sell it refuses to sell it, it or put anything on it monetize it. he's just like nope just let it be a good player that's free for all yep and like the picture we always use him just him wearing like a fucking the cone on his head because that's the, the symbol it's like yeah. what a fucking legend and then you've got for a while, the people who made Audacity. 
and then they kind of and then they sort of they started sniffing when this is this money we can make money off this do you reckon that was more they didn't realize they could make money off it or some shit and then they went wait wait what yeah wait this is the best audio recording software available online it's better than the stuff adobe puts out and charges money for this thing that i'm using right now yeah it's like whenever i get a new pc the very first the first three things i download are vlc audacity (laughs) and league of legends i can play my missus and I presume Chrome as well, because like Chrome, Edge. yeah. To be fair, like the the lines between Edge and Chrome are getting thin now, but the, ironically, yes, the edge between them is quite thin. Joe, you know, the mm. reason though why I don't like Edge, and it is purely for a petty reason, and it is because initially uh, Microsoft, Joe, you know they were going to call Edge. Or Edge it was called Lord. internally. It was called Spartan. Oh, because it was Cortana so it, and Spartan. It was going to work yeah. with Cortana, so it's like Spartan. When it's like, you know what? If it was called if it was called Spartan, and it had the voice actress for Cortana, like they do in America, I would use Edge. Because mm-hmm. I'm that much of a fucking weeb <laughs> when it comes to um. Uh, I thought you were just going to uh, say that you were upset that just the symbol for Edge wasn't Edgy the Hedgy himself. No, I'm like, originally it was Spartan, or that's yeah. what they called it internally. Mm. For a couple, and I'm like, if they'd have called it that, I'd use it. It's like instead, um, the Xbox One X was like the Scorpio. The oh, Scorpio. that's so cool! The Xbox oh. Scorpio. Oh, the Wii was the Revolution. The Revolution, yeah. And Lucas, do you remember what the GameCube was called? It was the Dolphin. The Dolphin! I'll yeah. play the Dolphin! I want the Nintendo the, Dolphin. The, that's adorable. The, 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 like, specialised chip they had in the GameCube was like the Dolphin chip. That's what they named that. So they were like, well, that's codename Dolphin then. Just goes to show, like, um, businesses are terrible at naming things. So that's why we live in a world with, like, the iPhone 13. Yeah. It's not like... It the works. IPhone. Do you remember back in the day, you get, like, the Motorola, the Razor? Yeah. And what the does it look N-gage. like? Yeah. You get, like, a, the, you get a name, now it's iPhone 13. Mm-hmm. It's not like the iPhone, because that's the thing, like, it makes sense on paper, from, like, you know, a purely business standpoint of mm-hmm. the, the higher number suggest that it's better it's like what's and if it's if we had like you know the xbox revolution and the x or the nintendo revolution the nintendo switch how do you know which one's better but when it's yeah. like probably a bad example with nintendo they do give them a name but like you know what's the difference between a ps1 and a ps2 the ps2 is better the number is higher yeah and that's the shame of let like, me tell you carl is the xbox 360 359 <laughs> times better than an xbox one yes it is. i don't know I don't know. And that's the thing. That's why they did that, isn't it? And then you can mm-hmm. tell that Xbox got annoyed because they had an Xbox One while PlayStation's working on the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And it's just that thing of like, you don't want one next to a four. Just it's that weird numbers game. But yeah, we, uh, as you alluded to, Lucas, we are streaming this live on Patreon today, aren't we? But for the people listening after yes, the fact, um, if you too would like to um, watch the videos recorded live, you can do so at, let's do the housekeeping stuff. Yeah, it you can watch it on patreon.com slash untitled side channel you can watch it live as we record it uh fuck ups and all yeah and then all the stuff we cut out also that we rarely cut anything out other than you go into the toilet or something like that really to be Mm. honest but um yeah it's a bit bare bones at the moment there's just you know the black screen with us on it because this is just like kind of first testing had it set up on a different platform as i press go live it was like you don't have drivers installed download some drivers like, like, no. right okay so carl literally heard me in the background just like watching me like figure this out getting put on a different um app and stuff instead so like hopefully it's all gone well and i thank you everyone who's joined us in the patron chat um mm-hmm. we will occasionally like you know refer to it even when we can or want to but um mm-hmm. for the most part like 
today we're doing some q a so it'll be a bit more structured but yeah anyone that is on any tier so just like the one dollar tier and up on patreon will get access to this it's just anyone on patreon can watch early um we're currently recording on a tuesday but i think the plan is to normally try and do it on wednesdays but you're yeah. recording with brad and nisha tomorrow i am yes because uh, that's the other piece of housekeeping we can do for anyone listening to this uh, live or on the day it's released later on thursday uh, we will all be in the office in person for the next Shellfest, which has been arranged mm -hmm. by Nietzsche, and it's going to be a horror game stream, um, the exact contents of which I'm not aware of because I was on vacation um, uh, for the last two weeks. But uh, suffice to say, Nietzsche is very excited to play a bunch of horror games. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got a costume winging its way towards my house right now. <laughs> and as a hint, it is the singular most requested piece of clothing I've been asked to wear in a video. Carl's going to show his butthole, is what you're saying. Uh, close to it, mate. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's about as close as you can get. That's true. So we can out on stream. But, like, yeah, the most requested costume of all is Carl to have no costume. Mm hmm. But, uh, and the deal I'm going to make is we need to figure this out. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll wear it for the stream. But if people mm. want to see me wear it in a video, they're going to have to, we have to get some more patrons. Yeah, so of course. But then like the, the Shield Fest. The point of the Shield Fest, the Spook Fest this time, because it's, it's May. Spooky, yes. Perfect it's time fest. for um, horror games. May, yeah. And Never yeah, expect it. The element of horror is surprise. Um, it is indeed. And like, yeah, it's just one of those things of, well, Nisha wanted to do this. And last stream, we decided that Nisha was the one that picked the theme for this time. And mm -hmm. she wanted to do some horror games. And, she wanted to specifically like, oh, let's all play some horror games together that she's been putting off because both Nisha and I are not great with horror games, so don't particularly mm -hmm. like to play them alone or anything. And yeah, it should just be fun. And we've got some um, some like Patreon goals that we're going to set up and hopefully yeah. just give people some some dumb stuff for tuning in and supporting us. Yes, uh, it'll be a lot more structured than the last one, which is just we sat in the office for 10 hours and drank. <laughs> this time was like there's a bit more structure to it there's a bit more planned that's because you know we'll a find little out, bit more i won't say that it's been like finely tuned but there's no, a, but like, a bit more of a plan we still have that professionally unprofessional element which i feel is like you know it's uh it's very important to the channel and it's very important to the tone that we've managed to strike out and uh, mm -hmm. carve for ourselves um uh, these last five years cause it's been half a decade since i started the channel God. and uh, any more housekeeping um, so I always forget what we have to do. It's been two weeks since we did this. Yeah, if you would like to send over some questions to get answered, Ooh. like we will be doing a little bit later in this episode, Ooh. you can send your questions to carlscornerqa at gmail.com. You can indeed. And uh, Lucas, that uh, email address again. It's nice it and clear for everyone who forgot. Oh, dude, I mean, already it, forgotten it's it. It's in the description. It's always in the description. It's carlscornerqa at gmail.com. Mm, sounds good. And then any last pieces of housekeeping? Uh, but, 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 but I've got it all written down. Um, you do, yeah, that's why I ask you. You have it written indeed. down, I down. Yeah. Um, again, if you want like just extra fact fiend stuff, you can like check out the Untitled Side channel. You can check out Instagram and TikTok for um, fact fiend as well. Get lots of like extra fun clips and little tidbits. And I believe you do like some Q and A on there every now and then, don't you? As well? Every now and again, yeah. It's just not had a chance to record them in a while because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's my missus who runs that, and I was on holiday with my missus, and mm -hmm. understandably, we were doing stuff other than work. I was going to say the last thing you want to do is be like, "Oh, I've come over to America to see you. What do you want to do? Well, how about we record some TikTok Q and A?" So like, no, no, the whole point of me going was because I've been like so um, uh, 
just uh, work has been such a big part of my life, understandably, because, you know, it's an extension of my own personality and work that I've been doing for 10 years at this point. Mm-hmm. So I needed that break, that separation to uh, re-energize and refocus, um, as That's did my fair. girlfriend. To go to a zoo? I went to a zoo, yeah. I, I saw. I saw where he stood, Lucas. <laughs> So are we done with the housekeeping? Should I just have a quick break? I just want to mention one thing for uh, the people watching live is that I just realized I've got a t-shirt on that has a bleach stain just like here and it's not like food. I'm not slobbering around. It's just, it's a bleach stain from my dye my hair but it looks like I've just got a food stain on my t-shirt. I'm like, oh my like. I hate to mention this, but it reminds me of like, it's a picture that my girlfriend absolutely hates. <laughs> and every now and again, it pops up on the internet and she like throws a phone across the room. And it is like a picture someone took in like a college or a university somewhere. Mm. And it's a guy and it's like, you can tell that he used his t-shirt to wipe his knob that morning. But he didn't realize cause it's on the back of his shirt. Oh, no. And it's just like, do you know, like those like blurry Snapchat photos of the caption? It's like that that face when you forget that you use that T-shirt as a cum rag. And it's just like, oh, no. Oh. Oh. The thing is, I hate that. But because you said that, it reminded me of that image. Because every time she sees it, she, she has to show me. Because mm-hmm. like, she's not the only one who's going to be pissed off. She's like mad for the next hour. I've got to be annoyed about it too. <laughs> Oh god, that's that's terrible. It's not a great image, is it? So let's move swiftly on. And uh, if we're done with the housekeeping, I guess I can give a, a quick recap of where I've been for the last two weeks. People listen to the podcast. It's like, where's the podcast? Been? Well, I've been away. I've been in America, and then I was in my uh, at my brother's stag do, mm-hmm. and that was like a whole adventure. And to be honest, I don't like not much happened on my holiday, or at least not much that I want to talk about. You know, I was taking time away from work. I'd not like to bring the stuff I did. Exactly, you can you can be very entitled to just keep that stuff private into yourself. Yeah. But um, as to just clarify the thing I mentioned earlier, where I said I, I saw where he stood, um, I went to the Cincinnati Zoo, uh, which is famous or infamous, depending on uh, how you look at it, mm-hmm. uh, for being the zoo where Harambe was. <laughs> and uh, the only picture I took in the zoo is in front of the gorilla enclosure, because Cincinnati Zoo, um, something I didn't know, because it's just known in memes, um, has a very, very good and world-famous gorilla program. Hmm. And they uh, have had some of the like world's first in regards to gorillas in captivity. And they have a single mention of Harambe. And it's one of those things where, you know why they haven't mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But when you read it, it's like, oh, that's not, that's not what happened. And yeah. it says they like, have a picture of it. And it's not the meme image. It's not the meme image of Harambe. Mm-hmm. The one that everyone, it's another image of the Harambe. The one used for this podcast background yeah just, the podcast just background. for the thumbnail on these podcasts this it's entire a, time which i imagine is a deliberate choice just a picture of harambe and it says like in i forget if i think like 2014 maybe mm-hmm. um, our beloved gorilla harambe was shot um, alerting to the alerting the world to the plight of gorillas in captivity and it's like that's not what it did no it's like that's how you can choose to frame it mm-hmm. but everyone knows everyone knows that this is horse shit it was like poor a watershed one. moment. It's like yeah. I, I say, pull one out as I'm sat at my computer desk. It's like, don't pull one out here, though. <laughs> and uh, do you know what would really amuse me, though? Do you know who sponsors? Because it's an American zoo, so of course everything's sponsored by companies. Do you want to hazard a guess at what company sponsors Gorilla World? Is it? I give you a clue. It's a really fucking good one. Oh, okay. I thought it was just going to be something bland like AT and T. No. Can't think. Gorilla glue. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, how good is that? Yeah. It's like Gorilla World brought to you by, and I saw that and I burst out laughing. <laughs> and That's you know, really like, good. Most zoos are sponsored, but it's that thing of like when you're walking into like, oh, it's the lizard enclosure and it's got a fucking like branding above it. It's like, okay, they need this money to look after the animals mm-hmm. and for conservation efforts and stuff. But it's just like, <sighs> okay, I get it. Yeah. You need the money and you are putting it towards good use and it goes towards like conservation efforts and all that good stuff. But oh, it's just something a bit sad about walking around a zoo and just seeing loads of branding everywhere. There is. And that's that's kind of why I enjoy Chester Zoo so much because like that is one of the... It's like to clarify for anyone that doesn't know, it's like one of the larger zoos in Europe, I believe. And like mm-hmm. it's a massive conservation site and uh, yes. gets a lot of donations and stuff. So generally speaking like some bits are a bit run down every now and then like need a bit of updating but it's quite pure in that sense of there's not branding everywhere and it is like obviously animals are still in captivity but they're doing it for conservation efforts and stuff like that it's not yeah. just a pure zoo it's that um i think it's like that necessary cruelty of like these animals would not do well in the wild because humans would try and kill them well, that's, that's a lot of the times, like, I think there's several examples in Chester Zoo where it's like, this is one of the last of its species, and if it was out in the wild, it would have been extinct by now. Yeah. And at least we're, we're trying because of, to bring because it of back. Us. Yeah, because that's of one us, yeah. I, That's one of the things I like about I like when zoos don't pull their punches. Mm-hmm. Do you when you walk into a zoo and there's just that thing of, like, fuck you? Of like, look at what we were doing. They're like, you're going, oh, look, it's a gorilla. And it's like a picture of, like, there's, like, 8,000 gorillas left in the wild. People keep hunting them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, as sad as it makes you think, it's like, you need that. You, because yeah. there's, you need little kids. You need the next generation to see that. I'm like, oh, this gorilla's awesome. Wait, yeah, there's only a few of them educate. left. Why is there only a few left? It's like, because people are dicks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, you can see that with younger people today. Where like, like, for the most part, I'd say, I've not encountered a single person around my age who likes hunting, for example. Like trophy hunting, especially. Not in the UK. Um... I definitely think there's still more of a culture around it in America. Mm-hmm. But the idea uh, of like as far trophy as I can tell, but yeah. is always like it's pretty like an abhorrent viewpoint. And mm-hmm. that's like kind of hopeful to me of like maybe in like you know a few years when all the boomers die off. Like and maybe a lot people of, there's been a lot of effort in um in like UK government to stop fox hunting and stuff like that. I still and, can't like, believe recreational they are hunting. <laughs> I still can't believe that every single year a bunch of rich knobheads in red coats are like, well, it's part of our... And like, they always talk like that, don't they? Yeah. It's like, well, it's part of our heritage to go and hunt for foxes. And it's like, where's your Very fucking great. chin? <laughs> Where is it? Go hunt for your chin first. <laughs> you can find that, then we'll have a conversation. And they always say the same thing when it comes to hunting of like... One, when I say like, if it's uh, like indigenous or native people who are like, you know, they live in um, uh, like harmony with the land and they literally, like the Inuit people, for example, I don't mind if they go out hunting because they fucking need it. There's nothing else to eat where they live. But when it's a bunch of twats with shotguns trying to yeah. look for foxes for fun, it's like, come on. Yeah, like going and shotgunning a lion in the face. Like, did yeah. you need to kill that lion? Did you really, and that's like, the thing, did you when need it, to do it? Yeah, when it's killing off like an entire species for the horns, it's like, yeah. fuck off. It's like, did you need it? And that's the question. Was it necessary? And it's like, mm-hmm. for some people it is. Like, they, they have to hunt to eat. Like, yeah. did you need to shoot that gorilla? Mm-hmm. Did you need its pelt for it's a status piece? Um, but yeah, like, that is true. It's just people ask very often, 
why is the thumbnail just Carl with a gorilla and we finally come full circle all these yeah. years later. I see. I, I went and I stood where he stood. And thank you for the TikTok that you did put out of just the <laughs> Grand Gustin the... pose next yeah, to the it. statue. Because you said, are you going to do it? And I went, well, I guess I have to now. So like, people don't know, like, in the last podcast we recorded before I went on holiday, Lucas said to them, like, are you going to do the Grant Gustin from like that meme image of like, the flash in front of Oliver Queen's grave going like, like yeah! yeah! In front of the grave, I went... Okay, yeah, I'll do that because there is like a big golden gorilla in mm. Cincinnati Zoo and everyone says it's like a tribute to Harambe and it's not, it's just a gorilla. It was just there before any of that And happened. they had to move it because so many people were leaving like flowers on it and stuff like that. It's like, please stop fucking doing this. It's very offensive. Yeah, and yeah, like, The gorilla careful. fucking died. You have to be careful because they do kick people out of that zoo for they like do, yes. talking about Harambe and stuff like so that's why I joke about that that doing that pose in front of the statue because that is something legitimately if you take it too far they will kick you out of the zoo yeah and like my girlfriend I was worried that I, I explained so like, I'm, it's, it's just funny to talk about and I was very respectful but I did like do that thing when she looked at when we saw the sign and we did the glance but I didn't walk around um, being a, a knobhead and we did see a guy doing that he was like wearing the Harambe t-shirt and stuff oh, like that God. it's like yeah like we get it you were on the internet five years ago god it's got to be more than five years right mm-hmm. it's probably i don't know yeah but it's well, i think you said like, 2014 you know, that's eight years ago no well, time's a flat circle i was well that's like the only real thing uh, from a holiday that i'd care to discuss because everything else was like you know just me enjoying myself away taking enjoying time away from uh, being online but i did watch a bunch of movies oh nice so exciting you're on the plane and the plane mm. always has movies on it. So I've watched a bunch of movies. And I just want to, like, you know, get out of the ones that I watched um, uh, so I can just say whether or not they suck. Um, I watched... One of the things I like about flying is that you get to watch those movies that, as an internet creator, like, I guess I kind of have to be aware of because they're, like, you know, in the zeitgeist, but I don't mm. want to watch. So, for example, I watched the Venom movie, the second Venom movie with <laughs> Carnage in it. That movie sucks ass. Don't watch that movie. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And you know it is as well because... Uh, they have, I want to say about 40% of the film's runtime is dedicated to Venom and Eddie Brock talking. So it's just Tom Hardy talking to himself mm-hmm. um, about the fact, like, how do we beat Carnage? We'll never be able to beat Carnage. Remember, though, the symbiotes are only weak to two things, fire and loud noises. Fire and loud noises are the only way to beat a symbiote. <laughs> anyway, Carnage's girlfriend... Um, her only deal is that she screams really loud. She has a super loud oh. scream loud. And it's like, Lucas, can you see the twist coming? Can you so see the twist? she uses her power on Carnage. Yes. And it's like that thing of like the instant that's interesting. I think the literal first shot of the movie is her using her superpower. <laughs> and it's like, you can, from second one, if you know anything about like the symbiote, you know mm-hmm. that she's going to betray Carnage at the end. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're going to beat them. But it's like the fact that the movie then goes like, sound is the only way to beat a symbiote. We need, but how would we, we ever... someone that could make a loud yeah. noise. How are we ever going to make a loud enough noise to beat a symbiote? <laughs> also, like Woody Harrelson's wig is fucking awful. Oh, it's bad. And do we say something really funny? Because like, that movie's made by Sony, and Sony is mm. so desperate. In that movie, Eddie Brock... He's famous from his like, you know the events in the previous movie, and he buys a big Sony Bravia TV. Of you course. know this because it gets not only is it pride of place in every scene in which it is in, mm-hmm. but Eddie Brock actively tries to stop Venom from destroying it, and the way that Venom 
lashes out is by throwing his TV out of a window, at which point Eddie Brock is like, please don't throw away my TV. It was mm. really expensive. And then the next scene is he buys another one and you have the box in the middle of the frame as he's watching and setting up the TV and another character walks in and says, nice TV. So his TV has more of a character arc than Carnage does. And it reminds me of um, the Amazing Spider-Man, the original one, I think it was. Where you just Bing. No, 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 because that's a Microsoft product. Oh, um, yeah, but I know that, was just, that was just like product placement, but mm-hmm. the Sony Vio laptop that's in the plane crash, and just no matter how many times the plane like gets fucked up and the, the laptop gets thrown across the plane, still he picks lame. it back up and it's in perfect condition with like... Yeah, it's it's oh, it's like goddamn that Sony Vio branding like every shot. It's like goddamn. yeah, and it would be fine if it's just him watching a nice big TV. But the fact that like the TV has more of a character arc than the character does, mm-hmm. like Venom has less of a character arc than his TV. And then I watched um, The King's Man, and it's one of the most forgettable films I've watched. And I, I watched it on bad, a plane, yeah. like to the point where I was looking out of the window at the clouds <laughs> while I was watching the movie. And the only reason I want to mention it is because it. It's one of those films where you can tell that they're trying to cash in on that Marvel thing um, mm. because it has a post-credit sequence that sets up a, a wider universe. The problem is this is a film that's set in historical times. Like, no, it's not accurate to historical times, but it's still using them as a backdrop. Specifically, it's set during World War One, or oh, around the it? time of World War One. Right, yeah. because the, the Kingsman two films were like modern day. Yeah, and The King's Man is set um, uh, around the time of World War One. And it has a post-credit sequence where they mm. set up the big bad of the next movie. And Lucas, what would be the most offensive, tone-deaf person to introduce as the overarching villain of a movie leading into World War II? I mean, Hitler? Yes, Hitler is in the... Like, Hitler is the Thanos of that universe. And they introduce him and he gets, like, a big, like, orchestral swell as he walks in. I was and it's like, let me introduce you to Hitler. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, like I, That walked me up on the plane, I'll tell you that. They should have, to, you know, actually throw people off, be like, here's the real villain of this story, Churchill. That would have been good. That would have been a twist. But it's like, that thing of like, they're now using Hitler and they're trying to make him into Thanos. And to clarify, yes, Churchill was a fucking, also a horrible person. Not, oh, not yeah. on Hitler levels, <laughs> but... You know, he caused a lot of people to die unnecessarily. Yeah, you, go, and... you go back far enough in time and everyone was a piece of shit. Like, do you see, yeah. like, this week, they unveiled that statue of Margaret Thatcher and within an hour of it being put up, it had already been egged. And then there's, there's, there's this, like, universal agreement of, like, don't grass him up. Because the yeah, police are asking yeah. people, like, did you see anything? It's like, well, yeah, there's this, like, we saw this criminal. Like, really? It's like, yeah. Um, uh, well, where are they? So on that plinth up there. Yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> on that statue. <laughs> they fucking put her up. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, it's great. Anyway. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even realise there was a fat just statue and no, all that makes They me tried up. to keep it quiet and it's like that's that thing that makes me sick. This every day that stays up it's gonna get an egg thrown at it. There's no fucking way that's not gonna get knocked down within end of year. People are gonna make it into a challenge. Mm-hmm. Right, it's, it, that has become like the Britain's most popular public toilet. Yeah, just day one. But uh, yeah, I watched that movie. I also watched Doctor Strange. Um, not much to say about Doctor Strange because you know it's just come out. 
But yeah, that's the strange. thing is, I've got a lot of things to say about that movie, but it's recently out, so I don't want to say anything that would spoil yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we'll do like a spoiler cast next week with warning. Yes, but for today, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a holiday, I enjoyed it. Uh, I just wanted to mention those two movies, because they both sucked. And like, yeah. Ooh, also, be- yeah, I watched the Mortal Kombat movie, that movie sucked. I, that movie's re- fucking like, awful. I'd recommend people watch Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, well, like, the Mortal oh, Kombat movie. That, but yeah. I need to talk about this one as well, because the Mortal Kombat movie... And the main character is an OC called Cole Young. Oh, and I forgot they made an OC. They yeah. made an OC, and he's called Cole Young. And, like, how do you make an OC even edgier, Lucas? Like, what do you do like, when you make an OC? Like, what's like, the, the rules for, like, making a bad one? <clears throat> um, you make them, like, super strong, super powerful, which Cole Young course, is, like... Like, they've got no weaknesses, and they're just more powerful than the main cast, and it's, like... Pretty much, yeah. But uh, what's the other one that you do? Don't know, maybe kill off the family or something like that. Uh, no, no, kill off that. You make okay. them related to a main character somehow. Oh, no. So it turns out he's Scorpion's ancestor. Even though he doesn't have any of the same powers and abilities as Scorpion. And also, like, Scorpion's Japanese. It's really similar to just, like, the Star Wars problem, isn't it? It's like... Why does everyone have to be related to these three, four fucking characters? Like, Jesus Christ. His superpower, because in that movie they don't just have superpowers naturally, except you get your arcana. And his arcana is literally plot armor. So I say, for example... They have powers? No, I say, for example, like um, Liu Kang. Joey has his his fireball powers. That's like, no. He gets that because he has, like, the Mortal Kombat dragon tattoo on him. And that allows him to unlock his arcana, which gives him dragon powers. And, like, Kung Lao's arcana is, like, the hat teleporting. Kano's arcana is that he has laser eyes, which is way less cool than him having, like, the robot parts, but whatever. And then, but, like, they don't make sense and they're not equivalent. Say, for example, like, Jax's arcana is that he gets robot arms, but he only gets robot arms after he loses his arms in a fight. Oh. So what about, what would his arcana have been if he didn't lose his arms? But then... The arcana of Cole Young, the like you know, the OC, is he mm. gets covered head to toe in invincible armor that blocks all attacks. So he gets right. literal plot armor that okay. stops you from losing. Okay, Shao Kahn. Fucking hell. Yeah. Jeez. Also, Shao Kahn's not in it. No. Of course he's not. But you the know what it is? is Tavon! Heard... Remember Tavon? On Itara? They're back in Mortal Kombat live action form. I, I remember that they released that 10 minutes, like the opening 10 minutes or whatever. Scorpion where, versus Sub-Zero. And and like, oh, it, that's the only part of the movie we need to watch. Yeah, because they released that on IGN and everyone got really hyped. Like, oh, Mo, this might actually be a good Mortal Kombat film. It's the best part of the entire film. And it, uh, yeah, and then I heard it's the only part worth watching. I was like, right, it's, okay. It's the only yeah, part with sure. Scorpion in it. It's the and only Scorp- part with Scorpion in it. Yeah, he turns up right at the end and beats up <laughs> Sub-Zero. Wow. I just... and, then, and then they have the bit as well and it's one of those things where it's like it's film student levels of um, uh, like just filmmaking skill mm-hmm. where it's like oh because if you people don't know in the law um, uh, Sub-Zero um, uh, Bihan he uh, dies and becomes Noob Sabat and his brother becomes the next Sub-Zero and they have like right. the ending fight scene where like it's Scorpion versus the original Sub-Zero and his armor falls off and he's wearing all black underneath and it's like and I, when I got home, I checked like that clip on YouTube and the amount of people like, people might not know this, but that armor falling off represents that he's going to become noob support. And it's like, fucking hell. Oh. I'm surprised that like underneath wasn't also, 
did you knew that no noob support is actually like Boone and Tobias backwards? Oh god! Oh yeah, that's the class. That's like on the level of like Ekans and Ekans and Op. Yeah, the best bit as well. Like Scorpion, the, the fight they have is kind of cool, and like Sub Zero uses powers in an interesting way. Like he kicks the floor, makes an ice wall, and throws somebody through it. Mm-hmm. That's a cool use of his powers, but it takes like thirty seconds for him to do. <sighs> Because it's like everything just moves so slow. It's like when Scorpion throws the spear, it goes at like one mile an hour. And it's like, oh. And then he says, get over here, but they don't play the Ed Boon voice clip. And they also as well don't play the song. I thought they did play the song. They do, but they don't play the song. They play a remix. And of course, it's a remix with like rapping in it. And it's like... Why is it a remix? Like that was... You don't need to fuck with that song. No. But yeah, that movie also sucks, and it sets up a sequel, and the sequel looks actually pretty good, because it's like, oh, Johnny Cage, and they don't show his face, because they've not cast Johnny Cage yet, because there's like three different actors. They haven't got actors. John Cena in yet, yeah. Okay. Like three different actors are fighting to be Johnny Cage. What, uh, it must be John Cena, uh... It's not, it's not John Cena, it's The oh, Miz. It the Miz, you know, the, that would I, make sense, yeah, yeah. The Miz would work, because he's like a washed-up action movie star, and that's what he said. He says, yeah, I'm in a bunch of shit action movies. <laughs> and then the other um, one is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay, yeah, I could see uh, that. Which I think could work for older Channing Johnny Tatum? Cage. Is he going after it? He's not, no. It's mostly, yeah. it's, uh, there's a, they're thinking they're going to get a newer actor in. Yeah, But yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that they pick The Miz. The Miz would be a great pick, and I don't think many people would know who The Miz is if you're not. And obviously, the WWE is really popular, but like, you—I don't think like mainstream film goers would necessarily know who he is and like ruin that immersion kind of thing. Bruce, because he looks exactly like the character does. Mm-hmm. And his, like- his character in WWE is almost like like similar to Johnny Cage, isn't it? Yeah. Like the brass show off. Like I fucking love Johnny Cage. He's so good. <laughs> and it says a lot that I think I've seen the Miz once. But I remember who the Miz is because, like, yeah. it's a strong gimmick. Yeah, and he's like got a lot of charisma and presence, and he's mm-hmm. also like, you know, got that. You can see him having that swagger. Yeah, and that's the thing about like, you can never take those glasses off. Johnny Cage can <laughs> never take those fucking sunglasses. No, he off. takes them off when they're broken to pull out another pair of shades. Which is the, which he's is the always best got thing. another pair of shades, which is the best thing about like fucking Johnny Cage. I still remember I um, won some swag from like game. Mm-hmm. when they were like right in with your favorite Mortal Kombat character and why and I just wrote well it's Johnny Cage who's the only one that tattooed his own name across his chest and I got the, the prize for it and they what said a fucking some legend <laughs> I was like yes fucking Johnny Cage I love how in Mortal Kombat 11 one of his like abilities is calling his stunt double and his stunt double has it written across his chest but they the detail is they put it in Comic Sans <laughs> just to like show that he's really shit Oh dear, and um, yeah, I there's there's one movie that I have watched that also had a, a sequel hook, Carl. Which was? Uh, we talked about it last night on stream, and it was the Batman. You watched the Batman? Oh yeah, so we we called that right? We called it. We called right. we called that because it's the most predictable shit in the world. Yeah, and if you don't want a spoiler, like just skip like twenty seconds ahead. But the joke is in that movie. It's just we should, everyone knew. It's it the most obvious thing ever because the most about last boring night. choice an executive could decide to make. Yeah, and we talked about that movie. Like. Of like DC are so desperate and they're so cynical that they won't let their universe breathe for a second. Mm. Like they can't not put Batman or the Joker in stuff, and it's like it's so hilarious to like contrast it with 
Marvel. Like, well, what are they doing right now? Like, oh, they're bringing in characters that I've never heard of. Like, I never heard of America Chavez before mm-hmm. she was in Doctor Strange. Yep. And it's like, this character's really cool. I can't wait to see what they do with this. It's like, I've seen Batman. Like, it's the old joke, isn't it? I've seen Batman's parents get shot more times than my own parents have kissed <laughs> in front of me. It's like, I, I'm it's like, tired of watching At the watching same Batman. time, I'm watching something that is admittedly not as good, but they're trying something. They're trying Moon Knight, which is, you know, Moon Batman, essentially, Batman with superpowers. But like, also, I Marvel call are trying well. to push Moon Knight. A character yep. that a lot of audiences have never heard of while we're getting the, what, 14th Batman movie? Well, that's the thing. Um, we've had, uh, right this year, there are three different Batman projects coming out just in, like, um, uh, watching me. There's also, like, a Batman game. There's, like, five different projects all involving Batman coming out this year. Because that's the thing. is like, yeah, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad both don't have Batman in them as, like, but playable characters, but them. they both have Batman in them. There's also like a couple of TV shows in like the DC verse and stuff like that. Like they're rebooting Batgirl again, I think. There's an Alfred TV show coming out that's going to mention Batman. Do you not know about the Alfred? Making an Alfred TV show. Making an Alfred TV show, yeah. I mean, admittedly, you know, Alfred is an interesting character, but. Do you know who's going to be in that show the whole time? Fucking Batman is. Bruce Wayne, yeah. Bruce Wayne as a kid or whatever. And it's like, I'm just fucking sick of it. But, like, you know, I'm not sick of, like, cool new characters. Like, you know what I've never seen in, like, you know, a TV show before? Fucking Moon Knight. Yeah. I want to see some Moon Knight shit. And, uh, you know, I think the interesting thing about Marvel right now is that it's very, very up and down in terms of quality, but they're giving me something different. They're taking risks, and it's, like, easy to shit on them, and it's quite popular to shit on them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for, you know, making by-the-numbers products, like, all those Marvel movies now, they come out in... With the exception of the Doctor Strange, I'm really happy with that. Like, the only thing I'll say about it is, before it was released, there was rumours that Sam Raimi was getting in trouble for making it into a horror movie, and they were trying to tone it down. Sam Raimi made a fucking horror movie. Um, that is... It, Doctor Strange is a I, horror movie. I was sat there... And I went like the week after it came out um, and it was like there was a couple of young girls with their parents in front of me and I mm-hmm. was like, they should not be allowed to watch this movie. Yeah. When it gets into it and it it's starts very like scary. the Sa- Sam Raimi like horror elements start going in, like it is quite scary and brutal at times. And I was like, mm-hmm. they, they push that 12A rating. They do, yes. And that's one of the things I appreciate about those Marvel movies that they're while they're sticking within this framework, they are using it to try new things. And the example mm-hmm. that I use to showcase this is like, when's, Lucas, can you name one movie that came out, let's say in the last 15 years? Let's go, okay. like, you know, before the pandemic, you've got 15, 20 years, um, which are from the 2000s onwards. Mm-hmm. That is an Asian-led movie that was a blockbuster featuring a primarily Asian cast with Asian people behind the screen and like Asian writers and people working on it. That isn't Shang-Chi. Well. That was also released in the West and uh, pushed in the West as a blockbuster and not like a surprise hit like Parasite or something like that. I mean... The fact that you're thinking about it, yeah. The only one I can think about, potentially, I haven't looked into it very much, is a movie that's just coming out, which is uh, like everything, everywhere, all at once. With Michelle Yeoh in it, yeah. Yeah, and that seems like, as far as I can tell, it's a like very Asian-led cast and stuff. Like, yeah. I've seen one trailer and got told like 
go watch it. Don't. I've also been told this shit. My know, girlfriend like, and my try to know as it. little about the movie as possible and just go watch it. I've heard it's great. And then you've got Crazy Rich Agents, which isn't a particular action yeah. movie, but it was like you know released with primarily Asian cast. But yeah, and Marvel did that, and Disney did that, and admittedly, it's like you know within this really specific framework of being a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're pushing Asian talent in an industry where, like, when I ask that question, I give you pretty broad. Something like, like you know, 20, 20 years, years and you can't think of one you have and to I'm struggle like, to think maybe of one the, you know there might have been a couple of martial arts movies I can't remember but but were they like pushed as mainstream movies did they get as much of a push as Shang-Chi did? like I don't know how were they getting maybe billboards? like The Raid but again that was a surprise sleeper hit exactly, did that get built yeah it's the same thing with you know an entirely black led movie with black people behind the camera mm-hmm. and working in all aspects of production that mm-hmm. was pushed as a blockbuster. That wasn't a surprise hit. The only one you think of is Black Panther. Yep. And, and that's why that movie was so celebrated in like black white communities. Important, yeah. yeah. And um, that's that often gets lost. And then you think like, well, what did Batman got in it? More white people. Great. It's that thing, isn't it? Of like, I've, I Catwoman. saw a lot of people being like, when Black Panther came out, it was like, oh yeah, Black Panther was good, and yeah, that was kind good. of it. And then you like, I don't see why people are are celebrating Black Panther so much and then you see black people talking about it and they're like, holy shit, like we're finally getting our superhero, like this yeah, is incredible, like, this should be celebrated and it, it should be celebrated, it totally should be because that is a landmark fucking achievement. Yeah. And that's the thing, whenever you say something like, you always get someone being contrarian, like, well, there's been movies with black people in them before. It's like, they have, but when's the last movie that you saw that had an entirely black cast except for one guy um, uh, Martin Freeman, who was known on set, fun fact, as the Tolkien white guy, alongside um, uh, what's his name now? Uh, Chadwick who played Claw? Who oh, played um, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Yeah, they were the Tolkien white guys. <laughs> and, and that um, was a movie I pushed as like a mainstream movie. Like, it's not a black movie. It was a mainstream movie. That's the important distinction there. And although it was in like a made-up country, it embraced African culture a lot. Like. Yeah, and there's a great. If anyone ever wants to like, um, uh, just like while away and after like an hour or so, go watch some of the behind the scenes stuff for Black Panther. That's on Disney Plus where they talk mm. to um, uh, uh, Ryan Coogler, the director, and especially the costume designer because she mm. fucking went out of her way to embrace and like showcase as much of uh, African culture as she was able to. That's cool. But yeah, it's one of those of. I think the say for example Batman, and I said to you the other day, it's like Batman. And Doctor Strange, I watch a day apart, and I can categorically tell you that the Batman is a better movie. It's a little bit too long, and like the whole shit was bollocks. But like, it was a very, very well-made movie with really good performances and like mm-hmm. a good score and stuff. But I am th- thinking about Doctor Strange way more. You had more fun. I had more fun. It was more interesting. Like just. Watching those two comic book movies side by side, one felt like a fucking comic book movie and one felt like a Christopher Nolan movie, mm-hmm. a Matt Reeves movie. Like, it it was good, it was great, but it didn't leave me wanting anything. It didn't leave me with, like, any particular notes that I haven't felt watching The Dark Knight. Yeah. It, it also didn't there. show you anything new. No, exactly. Yeah, and that's one of the things, like, as much as, like, Disney movies will forget... Um, uh, shat on like and it's mostly done in a cynical way mm-hmm. at least they are like it might be cynical for them to say like Black Panther inarguably a cynical move like they only released the movie with the black superhero after like 20 had already been successful mm-hmm. 
But they still did. And they, and they, that's the thing, that is they've gotten to that point where... They can. They know that they will get their money back on any Marvel movie, so they're using that now to push more interesting projects rather than just Captain America. Like, yeah, now even with um, their animated stuff as well, like Encanto, like a nearly entirely mm. Colombian cast. Like when's the last time you saw a mainstream movie with a nearly entirely Colombian cast? And I will say as well that um, I did hear someone complain about um, America Chavez because apparently she's like, a, uh, I think they said that, because I don't know about this character, they Neither said that she is a like a half Puerto Rican and they made a like, half Mexican in this. And it was like, you, okay, like you are kind of still changing her background and just going like, oh, well, she's from like south of the border. That's fine. Like, yeah. So there are still problems, but that you know at least we're still getting a character that's not just like a you know fucking white dude as yeah. the main guy as the main character and that's the thing as well of like um uh, the only people complain i can only imagine most people complain about in like bad faith i i, I think it was more just like oh, you got so close and i wish you'd yeah. gone all the way but yeah they, that was kind of just a single note that they made of like it was a little bit annoying but the rest was all good and I'm glad that that character is getting used and it's like I just wanted to bring that up because again I don't know much about the character and I neither do I which you is know, kind of the point when we're talking it, representation like... they didn't get it perfect but at least they're doing something different uh, but without further ado Lucas we have some Q&A to go through yes uh, we do indeed and I guess we'll like maybe have to save a few for next time because we got we got talking a bit more than I thought we would before we, we got did. into it happens, the, Q, the Q's That's... and the A's the Q's and all the A's, but we um, can go through them now. But so. yeah, just a reminder uh, that I will keep some of these back and I, they won't all get read out and stuff. Um, yes. Write into carlscornerqa at gmail.com if you want to send any question. If you want your name read out, put it at the bottom. Uh, if it's just in your email address, I'm not going to like specifically reference your name because you might not want it to be used. So if you want to signal your name to be used, put it at the bottom. Yeah, and like preferred pronouns, anything like that. Because Exactly, um, yes. We've all subjects to the same biases we may inadvertently um, uh, not refer to you in the way in which you prefer, and we do apologize for that, but uh, we can and only will, go on the way the email's written. I will say, I did just before we get into this, I did see a really funny tweet that I want to point out. Okay. Just, you reminded me, is um, I saw it was like, oh, men will insist that guys is a term to be used for anyone, and then they'll start getting offended when you ask how many guys they fucked. <laughs> it's like you know what fair play that's, oh, that's, that's a good that's, one that's a pretty good one is that I like that oh. uh, but yeah anyway uh, we'll move on to the first question um, yes lay it on me this is something like we've talked about in the past and okay. we've had emails about it before and I guess it, this can just be a quick one mm-hmm. uh, this is hello Lucas and Carl I uh, hope you're having a good day my question is two-parter What's your opinion on recreational use of cannabis and magic mushrooms? Were they to be legal? Would you use any, Marcus? I, uh, I think yeah, we have talked about this before. Um, I don't personally use drugs. I have an addictive personality, and mm-hmm. um, I'd be afraid of using them. Also, I abhor smoking because my two parents smoked, and a lot of people in my family did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just the idea of smoking is not for me. And uh, yeah, and it's that thing of like when it comes to the use of like recreational cannabis and things of that nature, it's always downplayed by people who support it, which I feel weakens the argument they have. Like, 
it is addictive, not as addictive as other things, but it is still no. addictive. And like, you know, maybe not as physi- phys- physiolo- physiologically um, as other drugs, but it is psychologically still quite addictive. Mm-hmm. And the feeling all- can be addictive. Similar to how, like, you know, video games can be addictive. It's like, yeah. there's nothing, it doesn't there's mean not a chemical hookup process. Like, the, you're not putting wires into your body to get addicted to video games. It's like so, that yeah, dopamine you're not addicted to. You're not addicted to Call of Duty. You're addicted to the feeling that call of playing Call of Duty mm-hmm. elicits in your brain. But uh, yeah, so it's, that's one of the things I think. So, but it is near universally shown in like all studies that I'm aware of to be safer than drugs, quote unquote, that are legal today, such as um, uh, nicotine and alcohol. So mm-hmm. I have no problem with it in that sense. It's just it's not for me. Yeah, and I'm kind of similar sense of like I've, I will occasionally like maybe once every five six years if someone's doing a bit i will partake in um cannabis use um definitely only in america where it's legal right yeah okay yeah it was my girlfriend record but um she lives in a state where it is legal and uh she takes was it those edibles those gummies to help Mm. her sleep yeah and that's the thing is um uh, cannabis is useful for like you know um therapeutic well, and literally has med- medicinal purposes doesn't it yeah yeah so, um... and she suffers a lot with like, anxiety and it does help her and i've seen that mm-hmm. it physically helps her to yeah. relax but you know it's not for me no yeah and um but that's her choice to make thing... like, same thing it's like it's up to me if i want to drink a beer yeah like i i but if i drink too much or something i'd expect someone's like you know stepping like that's not a healthy way to do it exactly and, and that's that's what i want to say is like i don't particularly use anything um but as long as you're doing it in a, a safe manner i have no problems with like people you know recreationally using drugs as long as it's like in in a safe manner and i you know i wouldn't want my friends to be using anything super hardcore like i might call them out at that point but yeah you know if it's like cannabis i'm like okay yeah sure like it's not a real problem as long as you're not sitting there doing it every day and it's affecting your life i will say that the people who talk about it are like fucking insufferable the people who will never stop talking about cannabis yeah. are like some people totally make it their personality like did you know that it's actually better for this and this and it's great and it's for like, this and this? And just like, shut up i don't care that's fine just keep it to yourself like most things the moment you make it your personality, you become unsufferable, regardless you know, of what it is. And the thing is, right, do you know that old thing you see on the internet of like militant vegans yelling at people? Mm. I've seen way more people do that for cannabis than I've ever seen a, do it a for. A thousand people. percent more. Yeah. And I've met about three vegans in my life that have been like that. But I have met almost every other person I've met who smokes cannabis is like mm. that. Yeah. But yeah, it's what we get asked a lot and it's just that thing. I do not partake. Exactly, yeah. And It's not yeah. for me. I... I I guess I partake technically, but it's so few and far between that I basically so infrequently, do not. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. Um, Good question. Okay, I'm just trying to like read this because some of the questions that we got are like, thankfully, they are better questions. Generally, like, there's been a few chaff and a couple of people just sending hi. But like <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah, just like, just like a guy question. on Instagram. Hey, 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 hey. Um, so someone here says, "Hey, Carl and Lucas, hope you guys are doing well." Uh, I watched a video on YouTube from a trans creator about uh, the Batman, and it opened my eyes how right wing Batman is. He's a straight white guy with billions of dollars at his disposal, and instead of trying to solve systemic issues of Gotham, he just beats people up and does nothing to fix the real problems. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what outside view made you look at a piece of media differently? 
Uh, sorry about my English. It's not my first language. And that's... Uh, you know what? You wrote that better than a lot of that's probably English-speaking yeah. people wrote in. So it's So okay. many people who speak English as a second language apologize for their English being important. They speak it better than me. <laughs> they speak it better than me. Um, oddly enough, well, in regards to Batman, there was one. It was a just a, an offhand response we made to a tweet I did about Batman. Hmm. Where like, I think we were talking about like the idea of changing the race of a character, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, it's that thing of like, oh, why can they change the race of a white character but not a black character? And it's like, um, well, for the most part, a character that's black being black is usually part of that character's identity, whereas whiteness hmm. is very, very seldom the case that the character has to be white or that them being white is important to their backstory. And because, someone just yeah, I was going to say, generally speaking, a lot of. Um, a lot of characters that have been created, especially in like comic books and stuff, to represent other people that aren't just white people, have been written for that purpose, and yep. therefore, like representation is a bit more built into their character because the writers have made that an effort. Yeah, and it's that sad thing in media where white is the default, and it mm -hmm. shouldn't be, but that's the way it's been for literally over a century, and. Um, just someone in an offhand response. Well, I'd argue the only character that has to be white is Batman because the whole point of Bruce Wayne, uh, the, the whole reason people don't believe Bruce Wayne could be Batman is that he is so insulated from the problems that a normal person would suffer. Mm. That why would he ever, like, you know, don a suit and go fight crime? And for that to be the case, he has to be white because even the wealthiest, most powerful people of colour and even, like, you know, and women and people who fall into any of the minority categories, they still have to deal with the shit Mm -hmm. that people with less money would have to deal with. They are not insulated from all the world's problems like a rich white man is. And I never thought of it that way. I went, that's fucking great. And that's why yeah. you know that pisses off the people making that argument. <laughs> and <laughs> like, Bleh. Yeah, I guess that. I guess that's important for like Bruce Wayne Batman, yes. Yeah, that's, the thing, that's sure. one of the things that I'd never thought of. And it completely mm -hmm. changed my perspective. Like, well, yeah, the only character who has to be white, quote unquote, is Batman. Because his whole point is like, well, why would Bruce Wayne give a shit? It's not like he has to struggle like the rest of us. Yeah. And that yeah, only makes sense if he's white. Yeah. And that's complete. I never thought of it that way. And no, that's why, like, you know, other people's perspectives matter, especially yeah. the perspective of those in minority groups. And that's really interesting because when you were like, well, what, you know, when it was a tweet about Batman about changing a character's race, I'm like, well, yeah, you can change Batman's race. And then it's like, no, yeah, that does make sense. It's like, mm -hmm. If he was any other race, he would probably give a bit more of a shit than just beating people up in a Batman costume. Yeah. It's like you have that bit in, what is it, Spider-Man? We could probably talk about it now. It's been a couple of months. Well, like, is this No Way Home? Just no to Way Home, yeah. Well, so like, for anyone, like, we are going to talk No you Way Home. You had six months to watch it, and the memes have already come out. Like, Electra, I was like, I just always thought you'd be black. I like, what? I was like, you know, you wear a mask, you swing around, you help poor people. And doesn't like, he specifically uh, say, like, he's from, is it Queens or something like that? I can't yeah, remember he says, where oh, yeah. he's from. But he mentions like, where he's from and he's like, oh, that is like a poorer yeah. neighborhood or whatever. Yeah, you're from Queens, you wear a mask. <laughs> That's the line that I think flew over mm. a few people's heads. Like, you wear a mask. You have to hide what rate. And so keep in mind as well, all the other people he works with, literally every, almost every other hero he works with doesn't wear a mask. Captain America doesn't wear a mask. Or, like, you know, his face is out there on billboards. Tony Stark's face is out there. Thor doesn't wear a mask. Like someone wear like mm. domino masks and things like that, but they do not cover their entire body to hide what they well, are. Black Panther wears a mask, but that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's kind of like that's the thing. Like he does, he's the only mm -hmm. other one, and he's yeah. completely covered head to toe. 
And I think that's a, a line that people kind of missed, where it's like, yeah, you wear a mask. I thought you were black. You help poor people. I can't remember. In the MCU, does like the the people know who Black Panther is? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I can't remember if that's publicly known or not. They know that the Black Panther exists. Yeah, and they also know that like Wakanda exists and that Chadwick yeah. Boseman's character was like the king of the country. I don't know if they know he's the Black Panther. I'm not sure. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, it's a bit unclear, but the only other character who wears a mask is Ant-Man, and Ant-Man's not really a well-known hero, but every other well-known hero in that universe does not cover their face. Well, the entire point of Ant-Man's character was that he was meant to not be known to exist because yep. they have those old footage of like Ant-Man being in... Was it like World War, World War or whatever? Two, yeah. Oh, and, um, doing wet work for the government. Yeah, and you're not meant to know Ant-Man was ever there. But I just thought that was a really good line, just that specific one of, like, you wear a mask. Mm. It's like, why would it, like, that's the thing, yeah, the universe you live in, no one else needs to wear one. They don't have to yeah. worry about getting fucking shot, do they? No. Like, no police officer is going to want to be the guy who shot Captain America, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, like, we mentioned it before, so I won't go too deep into it, but also mm. that... Um, that scene in uh, Falcon and Winter... No, Falcon and Winter Soldier, is it? Mm-hmm. The TV show where like they're about to arrest... Um, the Falcon. The, the new Captain America, and they're yeah. like, oh, wait, do you know who he is? It's like, oh, shit, okay, sorry, sorry, dude, yeah. and just walk So away. they recognise like, the Winter Soldier, but they don't recognise Sam Wilson. Yeah. Even though he was, like, Captain America's right-hand man, and he's, the, like, you know, on the news every other day. Mm-hmm. And all those, like, subtle things that probably a lot of people missed. of like, oh, yeah... How do they not recognise Sam Wilson? It's because they don't see him as a person. And they're police officers and they see a black man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for the question. And, um, hmm. Is there I anything guess, for you? Um, I did have an answer last night when I read this. And I, for the life of me, happens. I can't remember. Now that you mentioned the Batman thing, I, I was like, oh yeah, shit. I thought it was a really good point. It's just someone it made was, it yeah. offhand on Twitter as well. And I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember who exactly made the box. It's well, a really it's, good you one. know what? As a white man, it's our privilege to apparently like forget about other yeah. people. So, not yeah. even realise, yeah. Never, it's like, something I never even considered. <clears throat> yeah. So that's kind of fitting that you forgot who said it when the point was that Bruce Wayne can be ignorant because he's a like... <laughs> yeah, obviously the character isn't, but you know his facade dictates that he has to be or has the illusion that he mm-hmm. is. Well, I guess the character is pretty ignorant because he could do a lot more with his money than he could with his fists. Yeah. And they always say that in a comic. Like whenever you say that to comic bros, they're always like, now he has like millions of dollars in like R&D for um, uh, pro- projects to help the poor and like energy crises. And he has like mm-hmm. several foundations that try and help. It's like, but he still goes out and beats people up on a weekend. Now that's like we better spend like the one evening beating up criminals as Batman could be better <coughs> spent on like, you know, the UN convincing them to invest money into like social programs or what have you but no one would buy that comic that's why that's why like i'm open to different interpretations but i do hate it when it's like for for no reason other than the plot needed it when the joker movie was like yeah thomas wayne is an awful shit and hates poor people it's like all right okay i guess he's rich so we imagine that he is but when, like, you know, Thomas Wayne generally in the comics is portrayed as, like, a good man that wanted to help Gotham and... Yeah, and was killed because of the that. Cause. Yeah, That's part yeah, of the reason yeah. he's killed in a lot of the comics, so... I guess they've mm-hmm. twisted it in their own, but... Yeah, good question. Yeah, and, um... Got another one here related yes. to, you know, uh, some comic book stuff. Ooh. 
and it's um hi colin lucas i recently watched the film free guy it was full of references to kinds of media some of them working better than others got me thinks about what makes a reference satisfying because i've seen some other people talk about how much they enjoyed for example the big fight scene where the main character uses lots of weapons from other movies i thought it was too much and it didn't work for me at all mm-hmm. uh, so my question is what would you make what would you say makes or breaks a reference for you? Is it something you can pinpoint or is it more down to the vibe of it all? Hope you have a bo- hope you both have a nice date, Kit. Sorry about butchering that. It's hard uh, to read after I've just had a giant coffee and I'm really tired. But That's fair. Um, for me, it has to be earned. So the free guy example they use, it's like he picks up Captain America's shield and they mm. have like the cut to Chris Evans of like, wait, what the fuck? <gasps> and oh. th- that to me wasn't earned because so that movie... People don't know Free Guy takes place. It's like inside a video game, but the video it goes to great lengths to not really show anything real. Like that exists in our world. Everything's kind of generic, like video game stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that was very earned because like, well, this movie goes to great lengths to try and like say it's like it's a world without these brands that exist, and then to show something from our world doesn't feel earned. Yeah, they it's like they paid you can tell they paid for the license to use the Marvel product, but didn't oh, pay to scene. mention Grand Theft Auto or anything like that. You know, yeah. every other reference was generic, off-brand, clearly based on this video game yeah. thing. And it then, was evoking the feeling of the thing it was referencing, not necessarily the thing itself. Yeah. Whereas that, and that, as a result, that Marvel one fell kind of flat because it wasn't earned in the movie. And I think for me, um, it's just like, if the reference was taken out, would it still work? So like if no, that shot doesn't work without that reference. No, but what all. I mean is Oh, is this your point of like This why? is my point in general okay. for references is like if he pulled out a shield and he punched a shield instead, does that change the movie? No. The the reference isn't needed. The reference is completely useless because you could have just pulled out generic shield as a weapon and that mm-hmm. would have been fine. That would have made the scene work still. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like, does if you remove the reference from the scene, does the scene still hold up on its own? And that for the to show that, you just go look at Ready Player One, either the book or the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you remove all the references from those two things, it doesn't exist as a piece of media. Like, it does well, not hold up on its time, own. At the same time, the reason that like those references don't work very well is because a lot of them are just like quick throw a character in the front, like the front of the scene. Yeah, it's like, it's well, a, does it matter that Battleborn and Overwatch characters are in that movie? Not really. No, and as well, it's not earned. No. Because the movie doesn't do enough to earn that suspension of disbelief. But, like, you know, say for example, if you take Wreck-It Ralph, does the like entire movie work if you're not using like iconic video game characters? And, like, 100%. You, do, does that video game, like, I'm a bad guy scene work without having bad, like, bad guys in it like that you know yes. like, it doesn't you know if you didn't have Zangief and Bowser and stuff in there and like characters you're aware of that are bad guys like that scene doesn't work very well I think it does like, they have, I like, think you gen- can still make it work but like I, I still think that makes it feel more earned because like it adds something to it of like mm-hmm. oh okay like we completely understand like this is a group of like Bowser and Zangief and like particularly you know bad guys that we know but at the same time the scene <coughs> itself is not just the reference mm-hmm. there is other things going on in it and that's why i think wreck it ralph is a be- much better balance than ready player one where it's yeah. just 
the references are the only things it has. Without them, there's not much else. There's not much meat on that bone without that sauce. Because the references are the sauce, the movie's the meat, and there's not much meat there. And, you know, um, what is it? Space Jam 2, where, like, all Fucking of the awful. background is just reference McGee. And it's like, does that add to the movie? No. And it's also, as well, not, again, none of it is earned, because mm-hmm. half the things in there are not worth the reference. Like, they're not... They don't have, or they don't earn the reverence the movie clearly thinks they deserve. Mm-hmm. Like when they have like the Wiley Coyote doing the Mad Max thing, it's like that is a good film, but I don't think Space Jammers earn the right to invoke this. Mm-hmm. Like and Mad yeah. Max is like this flawless masterpiece of cinema. <laughs> I don't like that Space Jam Two is trying to evoke it. It's not earned the right to do that because the move, like, if you're going to evoke something, the thing that you're making has to at least be of comparable quality and Space Jam's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you know when you like, have, like, um, a, a celebrity cameo yeah. in a show and, like, they are clearly the best actor in the scene? And it's like, you don't deserve to have this cameo because the product, yeah. the, the end result is nowhere near deserving of, like, this level of effort from this, like, famous person. Yeah, and it's it's funny as well because like I think a lot of that helps when it you know something's coherent and like cohesive. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, say for example, like does Space Jam two make any effort to make Wiley Coyote fit in with Mad Max or no. Space Jam? Not really. Or I suppose with Space Jam, like you know, it he does fit in with Space Jam because it's about Looney Tune characters or was meant to be. But you know they go to the effort in something like Wreck-It Ralph to, similar to Smash Bros, like make the art style work for all of these characters and mm-hmm. build them into one world. Whereas, you know, Ready Player One is just an amalgamation of everything looking different. And they've just, it looks like they've literally slapped things in yeah. without any care or thought. It was like a Photoshop that Brad Arnisha would do for the channel. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, it's just one of those of, does it does it all feel like a one world and i guess part of ready player one is that oh we're in vr we can do whatever the fuck we want but like it still doesn't look or feel right also i want to mention that space jam movie there's like a recurring rumor that i'll never get like addressed because Mm. people have been sworn to silence but that they spent a considerable part of a cgi budget cgiing lebron james's hairline oh yeah i did hear that I just wanted to mention that because it's the only thing I could look at when I was watching the movie. And it is like just yeah, the solid line. So you drew it on with permanent marker. It would cost less money to just get him hair plugs. Uh, it cost him less money to just be like, fuck it, I'm rich. Yeah. I can be bald. It's like, I don't think anyone is sitting there laughing at LeBron James because he's got a tiny little bit of receding hairline. His hairline. People, like, people are on. laughing at you for trying to cover it up. Yeah. Either way, um, next question. What you got uh, more to say about that? No, not particularly. Just, yeah, I think it's just one of those, isn't it? Of like normally references just, it, it's kind of just a feeling, but you can tell when people make the effort and when people don't. Yeah. And when the people behind the camera as well care about the thing they're referencing. Mm-hmm. When it just feels like cash grab to throw fucking clockwork orange characters into the background of Space Jam. It's like, what is the reasoning behind this other than we own this IP? Look, look, yeah. look. Corporate synergy. 
<laughs> What's like we need to combine synergy and cynicism. Cynicism G. Synergism. Synergism. Synergism, there it is. Corporate that synergism. Like, that sounds like some fucking word does sound we good, be does it? To say. You, but do you know what else isn't good? Corporate synergism. Yeah. Done. New word. New term created, folks. Live on camera. And I think corporate if, synergism. If you want a perfect example of like, you know, someone giving a shit and then corporate synergism coming in, mm-hmm. watch the two Wreck It Ralph movies. Yes. Watch one and two, and then tell me that the second one doesn't feel like it's a soulless movie. Yeah, there's just no heart, is there, to that second there's one? There's not. Um. Yeah. So, um, there's a double question here from someone. Okay. Uh, from Seamus here. Um, and it, they have a question for each of us, but the question for me is also kind of for you. Okay. Um. So for Lucas and Carl, kind of. Uh, you previously said you watch a lot of James Stephanie Sterling, and you said mm-hmm. many times Breath of the Wild is your favourite game. Uh, what do you think of their opinion on their mixed review score? Are their criticisms valid, and how does it make you feel? Um, likewise, so you... okay. I, I, one sec. Likewise, the question. Uh, Steph also likes the Sonic series, and Carl really, really doesn't. I'd like to hope, hear both of your thoughts and ideas on this question. Okay, so uh, you probably have more to say about the Breath of the Wild thing, so I'll just mm-hmm. quickly say um, people are entitled to their opinion. And while I agree, um, uh, how is it James Stephanie Sterling likes to be referred to again? Uh, they, I believe they, they are. Okay. Um, uh, they have, they are an exceptionally good um, uh, writer, researcher, and just all around um, uh, industry person to mm-hmm. follow for news about video games. They're also um, a very good, like, moral figure of like for example like the one of the people that i base um the fact fiend um monetization system around where they like mm-hmm. you know, largely askew all forms of advertising and rely on like um uh, um uh, fan donations there so they can remain as impartial as possible and there's been times mm-hmm. in the past when they have actively rallied against people trying to um, impact their journalistic integrity mm-hmm. but they're entitled to their own opinion and some of those opinions i don't agree with like in regards because yeah. you know what media is subjective some people totally. like things, and that's the thing. And you can agree with someone's criticisms or the way they go about it, but still disagree with what the conclusion that they have because they have mm-hmm. a different learned experience to you. Because not everybody is me, and I understand that, but some people don't. It's similar to, you know, the whole part with the Breath of the Wild. It's like, yes, for example, with that article and their opinion and their review of the game, it a lot of it skews towards the impact that the weapon durability system has in the game Mm -hmm. and they think it is like an unforgivable weakness of the game Mm -hmm. whereas i think it makes the game more interesting because it makes me constantly like changing up my weapons changing up my strategies using weapons i wouldn't necessarily use and also it gives me those times where oh all of my weapons broke and now i have to improvise and i enjoyed that in the game they clearly didn't to an extent, and mm-hmm. we, I think we had a big discussion about this like, over the course of the playthrough that we did, and mm-hmm. it just comes down to just personal preference, because like subjectivity and personal preference is a thing that exists, and it's baffling to me that people will seek out creators and then get, an, like usually for their personality, because I've talked before mm-hmm. about how YouTube is personality-driven. Yeah. It's not okay. content-driven. Contrary to what people say, it's personality. People... Um, grow attached to and follow and tend to align with personalities, not the content that they produce. Mm-hmm. 
And they follow people for their personality. They enjoy them for their personality. But the moment that personality diverges from their own, they get annoyed and lash out. That mm-hmm. thing with um, Sterling, where they, like, you know, oh, I like James Sterling. I like all the stuff that they have written all this time. It's all great. I, and it's the kind of people as well who they don't have a personality of their own. They are just a, an amalgamation of things that they've consumed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we've all met those people who only quote internet memes or back when I was writing for Cracks. I knew so many people who let that consume their personality and all they would ever talk about or, is, or make references to other Cracked articles. They had no discernible personality of their own. Right, yeah. And then when that bleeds through a little bit, say, for example, they like Breath of the Wild, but then they see mm-hmm. James Sterling. does like, <gasps> there's a crack there. And rather than square those things in their head, of like, well, we're not the same person. It hurts them because, no, I thought we were. I mm. modeled part of my personality around this person, and now there's there's something there that doesn't gel, and they don't yeah, know how to I, handle it because they lack the emotional maturity to do so. I think it's a valid question to have because, like, a lot of people are like that. They are, yes. Um, I think a long time ago, I might have been way more offended about someone's opinion on the matter, like, mm-hmm. when I was younger, but I've just kind of learned over time, I'm like, you know what? I think that is a valid criticism of the game. I personally don't think it's a criticism of the game. I think like, well, it's a criticism, but I don't think that in my experience of playing that game, I wouldn't call it a problem with the game. I would mm-hmm. call it an asset of the game. Whereas, But you can understand that. I, but I can understand why they think so. And they thought that it was such a problem that I think they gave it like a 7 out of 10 in the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well... Yeah, if that was such a game-breaking mechanic for you, then I guess that you would lower that score. I think it's a bit harsh. I don't think that game deserves a 7 out of 10 personally, but if that one system is such a bad, broken thing that it will ruin your experience, then yeah, sure. Like That's how they feel, and I can't be mad at them for feeling that way. Yeah, so some people don't like spicy food. They just don't like spice. To them, spicy food doesn't taste nice. They don't like it. They don't like the sensation. They don't like the feeling of eating Mm -hmm. it. It is unpleasant to them. You give that person a curry and they say, I don't like it. It It's not a reflection of how well made the curry is. It's a reflection Mm -hmm. of the fact that they just don't like it. And that's why some people just don't like things. um, For whatever reason. A spin-off. Have you seen that post going around of, um, oh, Popeyes has come to the UK and... People like the I like spicy food, but their chicken is far too spicy for me. And it's just this post of like, oh, look at all these white people that can't handle spicy food. And that mm-hmm. one person's, I agree. I went to Nando's and got the mild sauce, and they must put like pepper or something in it because it was far too spicy. So, yeah, and that's the thing of like, not everybody is you. Some people like spice. Some people like your milder flavor profile. Some mm. people are idiots and have no taste. You know, that, that analogy works because there are people out there who like no taste because some people like the Sonic games. And that's the thing I think as well because the internet tends to make things quite binary. People like to have a, what, like a binary um, uh, a distillation of an issue. So I it was saying out, Cal doesn't like Sonic. It's not that I don't like, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. It's that I have numerous issues and critiques of the game, the series, and like the company handling it. But nobody wants to get into that nuance so it's much easier to say you don't like it like hardcore sonic fans do not want to have that conversation no or not so they not do... the outspoken ones anyway no they just want to say you hate it and it's like okay i guess if that's the way you want to interpret my mm-hmm. criticisms that's fine but that's not what i said 
So I'll address it. It's like, I, it's just I have numerous problems with the series and I can't, just like um, Sterling can't look over that problem with Breath of the Wild, I mm-hmm. can't look past the problems with the Sonic games. Speaking of something you don't like, though, Carl. What's that? Um, and I, I'm going to get through this whole question. Okay. Before you say something, because I know okay, you're going to so want to jump you, on this. So you signal then when I'm allowed to talk and I will listen. Yeah. I, will do, I will do what people on the internet are seemingly capable of and I will listen to something before I respond. Um, so, Carl... Yes. You said in a previous video you thought Jeremy Clarkson was an asshole. Mm-hmm. Why do you think this? Your past two arguments, he doesn't like electric cars. Uh, four out of five electric cars he road tested, he liked. The complaints were valid, such as impracticality, fossil fuels, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said the N-word multiple times, which you don't have the story for, but you're right in a way. It's a long story, and that would add another paragraph. Other stances you could take, such as in being sexist, homophobic, etc., are also incorrect. Abby Eaton, the Grand Tours driver, is a lesbian and cleared things up in that regard. I'd like to hear your thoughts back on this question. And uh, it says, good luck answering these and best of luck with the channel and future endeavours. I like that thing of, like, good luck. So, I like as well how, like, we did say the N-word, but he's not racist. And uh, if people want and the context on that. that's why I was like, that. yeah, just let me... The... Okay, so first of all, yeah, okay, Jeremy Clarkson... Go is an asshole. This is known. Everyone who's ever met him who's not rich or one of the people who works for the show who's higher up than him has called him an asshole. He got fired from the show for physically assaulting a member of staff because he was he, hungry. Like, punched someone over a sandwich or a steak yeah. or something like that. Yeah. He wanted dinner and the restaurant was closed. He was like being a Karen. He was complaining that the restaurant was closed and he wanted um, food. They brought him a sandwich and he punched that person. Mm. Um, and the context that the person didn't want to provide for him saying the N-word um, is that he has not just said the N-word, he said multiple racial slurs mm. on Top Gear, some of which has aired, some of which have been now removed from air, and some of which were cut before airing themselves and were replaced mm. or edited out. Um, in regards to the N-word, it's when he said uh, the old rhyme, like, you know, catch a tiger by the toe. So eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Mm. And uh, just guess folks at home where the N-word goes in that particular old nursery rhyme. And the clipping question, Jeremy Clarkson says that, realizes that he says it the wrong way, and then corrects himself. Which means that him saying that is so ingrained in his personality that he did not think of it as a bad thing until he realized he was on camera. He is also, as well, sat in on the editing process. And, uh, for example, uh, Lucas, did you know that the word slope... Um, can be used in a some scenarios to be a racial slur against people of Asian descent. No. Did, did you know that? It's because it's an no antiquated racial slur, yeah. And so if you use the word slope in a um, uh, in a given context, people mm-hmm. probably f- forgive you the, the, for not knowing that, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think a guy like Jeremy Clarkson knows that? A, you Presumably. Know, a, a 60-year-old white boomer. Mm, I would assume because so, especially with the other words in his repertoire. Yeah, there is an episode of Top Gear where they are in Cambodia or something, I believe, and Jeremy Clarkson says, look, there's a slope on that bridge, and the camera cuts to an Asian man walking along the bridge. And Jeremy Clarkson oh, said, well, well, I didn't know it was a racial slur. And he's like, otherwise, and that's the thing, Lucas, why would he say that? Yeah, how would he is know he... to say that? And with the context of him being a prick, you think, he's doing that thing that racists love doing. Which is saying something racist and then waiting for, and that they know that no one else gets. Mm. Do that little bit of thing when you when you see them smugly smile when they say the n word or something because they know it upsets people. And he's yeah. he's trying to be clever in the sense of like, oh well, no one will call me out on this because I'm the it's, only one who will know this word. 
And it's that plausible deniability of, mm-hmm. um, well, I didn't know it was wrong. And it's like, but if you look at it in context, of like, why did he say that? There was no reason for him to actually make that remark because yeah. if you look at the footage, there isn't actually a bump on the bridge at all. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for him to make that comment. And then there's like, you know, he's got a history of problematic behavior in that regard. And the fact that this person is so willing to overlook that is telling. And I just and they're so willing to defend it as well. It's yeah. very telling. I do want to just like add a little thing in here of like, yeah, okay, like there might be people out there vouching for him, but there's also many more stories of people, especially not like co-stars, as you say, and like people above him, the the people, you know, quote unquote below him in the, the chain of rank, like people behind the camera, the cast and crew, like there's so many stories of being assholes to them. It's similar yes. to like James Corden of like celebrities aren't sitting there going, oh, he treated me like a piece of shit. It's no, it's the, the cast and crew that talk about what he's like off camera behind the scenes. Yeah. It's also that thing as well of I hate, and this is one of those argumentative techniques that people try and use when they're being disingenuous. It's like, well, his co-star who is insert minority group said this. Mm-hmm. So we should believe them. Why should we believe them any more than the other people who've been racially abused by him? Why mm-hmm. is it that their um, testimony means more to you than this, these other people's? And the only reason is that you have happened to like Jeremy Clarkson for some reason. Yeah, and that's the thing is like we live in a world where a lot of people are being called out for their shit and it's like sometimes it's people that I've admired in the past and it does sting, but sometimes you just have to kind of admit, well, the evidence is overwhelmingly there that they're a bit of a dick or yeah, maybe or maybe worse. And it's very telling that person's like, well, I could explain the context, but I'm not going to, which means... In their head, they don't think it's like I mean, strong enough to I want to give them the benefit of the doubt if they don't want to just send me an essay, but like... I don't. Not, they're being very clearly disingenuous about okay. this. Of like they're trying to be like, how did that email end off again, Lucas? Good luck with that, isn't it? Good luck explaining this one. I'm reading that very differently than you are, but yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah. it's, Because I've had these arguments before of like, and I can see through what they're trying to do. Of like, well, you say this, but there's one person here who discounted that, and they're a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like the phrase, one of the good ones, exists for a reason. And if you're not familiar with that term, look up its history and context. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think there's enough people and enough stories out there that I'm just like, I, I liked watching Top Gear in the past, but I mm. would not want to meet any of those three presenters. It's when the BBC are editing out racial slurs that he says when he's on camera and the fact that some of them are getting through as well. And like there's a... Like he's a using such old, antique... Yeah. A lot of old, tired stereotypes and jokes that they lean on in those scenes. And there's like loads that go round of just like, oh, remember that time that like they said that like oh mexican cars wouldn't work because they'd just be tired all the time or some shit like that and it's like yeah the stereotype of of mexican people being lazy it's they just leaned on that shit all the time and when you go back it's like especially earlier top gear man they just also shat on minorities a lot and then you go read like all his columns and stuff like that and he's like very clearly he's basically just pierce morgan light which is ironic because he hates pierce morgan but he's also done that thing like criticizing greta thunberg so mm-hmm. how, like, basically giving her shit for trying to save the planet of criticising her for, like, you know, doing it the wrong way. It's like, the fuck are you doing, knobhead? 
Uh, like yeah. criticizing people for trying. And then there's the other thing as well of, this is the most important thing. He's a rich asshole. So every mm-hmm. year around GCSE time, it is tradition for Jeremy Clarkson to tweet out, um, uh, for everyone who gets bad GCSEs, remember that I didn't get any GCSEs at school and I like now live in a big mansion and drive a supercar. The bit he leaves out is that Jeremy Clarkson's first, he did fail his GCSEs, but his first job was at a newspaper that his dad owned. Mm-hmm. So he he stumbled ass backwards into success. Like um, he is a result much, of just nepotism. Much like and... I did, but also like, yeah, it's always the thing that those rich assholes unwilling to mention is, yeah. how did you get where you are now? They always miss the nepotism out. Yeah, and he still talks to people like, you know, like Greta Thunberg of like, you know, she's someone who, an actual grassroots movement that is quite literally helping change the world. Mm-hmm. And he's like criticizing her. It's like, well, you're, you had a rich dad. Yep. Like you failed upwards your entire life. Do you like rich people telling you what I think, Lucas? I don't like rich people telling me that it's easy to buy a house. No. I really don't like that one. All that, like, you know, We've covered that many a time, yeah. but like, Jesus Christ. So there's all that stuff. Like, it's, it's very easy. It's, it's very easy and clear what his politics are, but he plays that very smart game of never outright saying anything, except for the few times where he has outright said it and have edited it out. And mm-hmm. apparently this person doesn't choose to believe that. Um, uh, that there was anything ulterior there, even though, like, you know, he used his influence and clout to have those clips removed and scrubbed. If he was genuinely apologetic, then surely. Or he was a Lucas. Have you ever accidentally screamed the N word on national TV? Many a time, yeah. yeah. I always pay them off. Yeah, I'm often on national TV saying yeah. saying slurs. Yes, many clips out filmed. there of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if that's what you're willing to do when you're on camera, what are you doing in private? Yeah, exactly. Because um, that's often the way, isn't it? It's like, oh, you hear them say like on top gear just horrible stereotypes that aren't true about you know entire races and cultures and stuff and then you're like well what are they like when they're sitting in the pub at 11 p.m and have had a few beers Mm. it's like how bad do they get then it's also as well like how bad is it behind the scenes when these things are in their obviously their day-to-day language Mm -hmm. these are obviously ideas that help that's what I mean, yeah. It's just like, you know, that typical thing of, oh, when when you're like there late at night at the pub and like people start getting like bringing out the politics and stuff. It's like, what shit are they pulling out their ass then? Yeah. How many racial think... slurs does Jeremy Clarkson know that I'm unaware existed? Quite a few. And that's how he got away with it for so many years. Like, it wasn't until mm. years later when people like Joe when he said that N word one, people went back through and went, hang on a second, he's done this loads. Mm. And he did not, well, I didn't know it was a racial slur. It's like, if I believe anyone, I, that's the, I do not believe that from him. Mm-hmm. Of all people, I think he knows them all. Um, I will uh, want to say as well, like, we kind of, we accidentally ran into this occasion ourselves re- recently. Yeah. With a video with the, title. Yeah. Um, uh, where we said, like, you know, that it's going to be spooky. And we call it, like, the big spooks, you know, as in, like, mm-hmm. you know, that silly internet way of writing. We had to be sent an email from someone saying, yeah, that's um, like, you know, an outdated racial slur in some parts of the US. And we're like, fuck. And us all being UK-based and it and doesn't young. get used over in Europe and we're younger, like it's something we were completely unaware of and it's just quick, yeah. okay, change the title. We didn't mean to do this. It might not offend anyone because it's an outdated term, as you say, but like just in case it does, we 
we like we didn't intend it that way I'm sorry if we offended anyone but like yeah just change it and yeah. I guess like learn that mistake because it's, it's like just the one, do you how see the would one we like, know do you like the uh, Argentina special uh, that Top Gear did where hmm. for some reason the car that Jeremy Clarkson was driving ha- just coincidentally had as its license plate the date of the Argentinian war against the UK Oh. And Argentinian people are like, you're doing it on purpose? Like, no, it was a complete accident. I just bought it's, it's, it secondhand. Yeah, we bought a secondhand car that just so happened to have the exact date on its license plate of the Argentinian incursion. And it's like, mm-hmm. we, you know, Luke's on Top Gear. They never did things deliberately to antagonize people in the areas in which they traveled using their cars, did they? You know, like the America special where they do that. Oh, shit, yeah. Because that through, was the whole like, point Texas of the show. They were, was yeah. like, oh, yeah, like gay rights and all this shit. And that's that thing of like, they have gone on, like, there is literal video evidence of them using their cars to troll the people in the nations in which they're visiting. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but well, it was an accident. We had nothing to do with the purchasing of that car. And it's like, are you telling me that boomer Jeremy Clarkson never shuts the fuck up about the war? Didn't know the exact date. What are they going to do when people start realizing that none of them were actually in World War Two? Because it's not like over in the UK that we can lean on, like you know, the Vietnam War or anything like that. It's like you're going to have to just stop talking mm. about the war as if it was the good old days that you mm. weren't part of. But yeah, that's like another one that happened as well, and that's one of those really funny things where we're like, all they denied any knowledge of it being deliberate, and it's like. We give you that benefit of the doubt if you didn't have a history of doing this. Like once is a mistake, twice mm-hmm. is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. When it's 83 times throughout your 20-year history on Top Gear, that's yeah. beyond a pattern. Yeah. When you have a history of deliberately doing this to other people. So I remember anyway. when they went through like Vietnam and the joke was to, uh, if you lost, you had to ride on a bike that was playing Born in the USA. And that was the joke. And that was so offensive they had to edit it out for re-airings because they were yeah, driving. Yeah, I must like, have watched that because I don't remember that. But that's in the Vietnam special. The joke was like you always have the joke car. It's mm-hmm. a little motorbike with covered in American flags playing "Born in the USA," and that was the joke. There, it's there's one thing like antagonizing the, people about gay rights, and there's another being like, "Ah, oh, we we invaded your country." Well, not even them. But it's like, haha, America invaded your country in. But Lucas, like, no, it, like, it's not like they knew. It's, you know, that's the thing. Like, there is literal evidence of them doing it in the past and realizing how fucked up it is and then, like, covering their Editing own tracks. Out. Mm. But it's like, no, no. But yeah, to that person, like, you, you, you enjoy watching the, the grand tour, I guess. It's like, continue to not think critically about the content you consume. And, um, yeah, we'll move on. Move on from that one. Uh, I almost didn't make it. I did nearly cut it when I heard that yeah, one. Like, I, the, 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 I know. We use the N word, but you know, there's an, ex- there's an explanation for that that I'm not going to give. And I'm like, well, I'm going to fucking provide that context then. Because <laughs> I was like, I know that Carl's going to need to like jump in. That's why I had to stop you. Because like, I. That yeah. gets me on like. It's when like what Twitch streamers do it of like, well, I didn't mean to say it. It's like, why is it even in your vocabulary? Mm hmm. I just happen to scream the N word when I'm angry sometimes. Why? Why, why do you is it do you go? Why is it your go to thing to do when you're angry is to scream a racial slur? Um, good question though. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a good Thank question. Thank you for writing in. I um, got one here. I'm yes. sorry if I I do not know how to pronounce the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab at Anurin. I'm sorry if I've got your name wrong, but thank you for writing in. It says, um, "Hey guys, you know some how you know how some people, mainly white men, endlessly complain about how woke media is these days." Oh yeah. Star Wars, MCU, Doctor Who, Star Trek, and others have been deliberately destroyed. Do you think how older media would be considered? Do you think older media would be considered woke too if these people actually looked at it back in the same way? I can think of some examples of these things that would probably be woke in their eyes. Woke is such a meaningless term nowadays anyway. Yeah, so the term woke has lost all meaning, but generally it is used by people on the right to just mean something that they don't like. We can all, That's what it means. Like In their head, it means like something that's pushing a particular political agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of the time, it's just black people exist or women exist, and they also yeah, exist gay in the people, space. trans people, like they exist. Yeah, just any minority that isn't, as they say, like just normally just like older white men. And They're just like, th- well, if this media isn't representing me and my opinions, then it's, it's woke, and I should just yeah. dismiss it immediately. And for the most part, I don't think like there is a lot of older media that would be considered woke, quote unquote. I hate using that word by their standards, but mm-hmm. I don't think these people are smart enough to realize it. They're too stupid. They yeah. lack the basic media literacy to pass anything beyond the most superficial, which is why they get annoyed when they see a black person. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not even like you know the, the example that's being is like the Jurassic, the new Jurassic World movie, where they had a poster, not a trailer, a poster. It's like, oh, introducing one of the new characters, a black person. And it's like, complaints, this is woke. It's like Samuel L. Jackson was in the first Jurassic Park movie. Was that woke? um, It's like, it's just a black person doing a job. Same with God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. When there was that um, younger girl that was introduced as a new character via a poster. He's like, like, well, fuck it. God of War's dead to me now. It's it's cancelled. But Kratos is black. Yeah. And they don't know. And that's the thing, again, they lack the media literacy to know that because in yeah. their head, they only just see, they literally only see skin colour. And that's the old thing that those people would say, isn't it? Of like, well, I don't, I don't really see skin colour, so why does it matter? It's like, well, you do because that's the only thing you notice. Mm-hmm. Like that concept to the point they where they literally, about. as you say, they don't know seemingly Kratos too dumb to realise that, yeah, they're arguing Kratos as a white character, but no, that's the white ashes of his dead family pasted onto his, like, darker skin. Yeah, uh, people don't know the context, like, Kratos is Greek, but in almost every instance in which he's shown without the ashes of his family, he's very, very dark-skinned. Yes, yeah. yeah. So he's, and, um... Uh, so he's, like, from, yeah, Greece, from Sparta. Which is, like, and... basically bordering Africa, like, back mm. in the day, anyway. There was a lot of, um... Uh, like travel between those two regions back then because that was like the known world but Kratos is near universally shown as being very dark skinned he's now also voiced by Chris Judge yeah and he's been I think the guy who voiced him before was also black if I remember correctly right, I, could, I don't know who the voice actor was beforehand I was unaware but um, but it's that thing they, they are they it probably would be considered to be woke but the people who'd say that are so fucking stupid they wouldn't notice they don't realise that Kratos isn't white it's like, like, oh, like one that got me recently is people complaining that Star Trek's gotten woke it's like, yeah, you could definitely think, I think like on that, record, Star Trek has been one of the most progressive shows from its, its entire history. Yeah. Literally from inception. It was like, 
every person on that main bridge is of a different ethnicity and they're shown working in harmony in a and time when there was still fucking segregation. Martin Luther King. Point. Yeah. Like the lady who played Uhara got a personal letter from Martin Luther King when she was considering quitting the show saying that just seeing your character on screen, just being there and their race not being an issue is so important mm-hmm. to me and my family. Like It makes me feel like it is a shining light of what we can potentially achieve with like black people can just be there and it not be about the color like they can just exist yeah, and work they can just exist and it's not about her being black like the story isn't about her being black she's just on the crew she's just part yeah. of the crew it and never comes in, up like star trek's message is and that was that like season it, one episode yeah, one that it's a they live in a utopia where those things don't matter anymore and everyone is treated equally it's a do you think Star Trek's getting woke? It's like, well, if you're going to say Star Trek's Star- woke, it was always... Like, it was thing, always like, super too, aggressive. They're too stupid not to realise. Like, the thing about the Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park's getting woke now, putting black people in it. Sam Jackson's in the first movie. <laughs> Did you not see Sam Jackson? He gets eaten by a Velociraptor. It's sick. But, like, again, why is it that we even have the th- whole thing of just, well, there was a black person in it, so why can't just any race be in any movie and it not be a talking point well you see that thing is like lucas did you know black people exist do you know that women exist do you know there's like just i've heard that like there's quite a lot of women out there no no that's a lie there's, there's quite a few like 50 no, percent actually over 50 percent of the population is women that, i don't well, believe you won't that. believe if you watch movies and you as these people <laughs> seem to think that they think it's like a realistic representation representation of society you would not know that women exist and I, I think it's so funny because we've, again, like, you know, spoken about it before, the, uh, the I can never remember the name of, the something test about uh, Bechdel. women. Bechdel test, yeah. And it's like, uh, when you told me, yeah, that was actually a joke. Yeah. So do you want to clarify, do you know the, do you know the definition of the Bechdel test? It's had a few the, different variations. It, but the rough idea is, does this piece of media contain two women that have a conversation that isn't about a man? Yeah, and that's it. So any movie is considered to have passed the Bechdel test if it has, as Lucas said, two women who have a single conversation about something other than a man. And And it was written as a joke of like, this is the lowest possible bar for a movie mm-hmm. to have to cross like, do, like he doesn't even need to have a, a, a female main character and just, not even a named character exist. just a woman has to appear on screen and have a conversation with another woman it doesn't have to be about a man that was the joke and then it became like bastardized to like because um, you always have like again weird right wing people like well technically porn passes the Bechdel test and goes yeah that's the point the point yeah. is that it's not a hard and fast rule, if you'll forgive the pun. The point is that like, this is the lowest possible bar and some films still can't, like, they still stumble over it. Some films stumble over it, but like others pass it to a minimum degree and to the point where people think it's an actual test to be an used. An achievement, yeah. To test whether the like women are represented in a movie properly and it's like, no, that was such a low bar that it's meant to be that anything should pass that test. Yeah. But like, so few movies do it that it's used as a legitimate test because women are that underrepresented in media. That, the whole joke was that like fifty-one percent of the population can't even have like a scene where they talk, mm-hmm. and like and, and when they do have scenes, they talk. It's always about the man. 
Yep. And the joke is, I think, in the original comic from which it was coined, it's uh, the film Aliens, which does pass the Bechdel test because uh, Vasquez and Ripley talk about the alien. And even then, it's only just it gets the on the skin of its teeth. But they're talking about a woman, right? Or uh, they talk about the alien the queen, queen. I was going to say they talk about the alien queen. So there's three women, Carl. Three yeah, and got, women. And Newt, Newt as well. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. They talk it's like about two women talking about a woman, Carl. That's talk that's incredible. It's like it has to be an alien queen woman, admittedly, but oh dear, and yeah, it's, it's just yeah, so it's, funny. And that's the thing that it's not even worth interacting with those people. Like they are, they are not. actively tiring to try and talk to because they're so fucking. And I don't like saying that over and over. They're stupid. It's like they just don't get it. They're too stupid to talk to because they don't get it. And when they have this conversation, they approach it in such a disingenuous way where they don't want to have a discussion. They want no. to shut it down. Yeah, the, the people that use the term woke, they don't want to have a conversation. They just want to throw that term out and be like. And I, I can't speak to you because you're being too woke bye mm-hmm. and, and they that's all they want to do they just want to not have the conversation they want to use that term as their excuse to get out of an actual discussion yeah they want to use it as an excuse it's, a club or um, uh, just a get they want to uh, win as, the conversation yeah as somebody that grew up in the UK you know 90s 2000s all I heard 20 years ago was like political correctness gone mad or 15 years ago, or whenever it was, like when people started using, and that's essentially, they've just re- replaced that with woke now, and yeah. it's just, well, no, political, it's it's too far, It's it's gone crazy, it's just political correctness, I'm not going to have any of it, we're not going to have this discussion, goodbye, and then now it's just, oh, woke, okay. Which shows, like, it's a pretty good representation of, like, how much the discourse has been just diluted to the point where they can't even remember two words it's gone down from like political correctness to one syllable yeah it's easier Carl. and I, that all it is to me is that's just shorthand for the exact same conversation i heard 20 when years ago. people were just talking about you know people's rights and immigration laws and stuff and like oh it's political correctness how dare we treat gay people like they can get married political correctness gone mad it's like no other people exist fuck you Mm-hmm. and not everyone is you it goes mm-hmm. out the thing not everybody has the same experience as you they have a different view and experience of the world and that experience has value and is worth telling and would like and I would imagine those people would like that represented in the media they consume mm-hmm. and that might be interesting of someone who it doesn't apply to but I've enjoyed watching stuff like you know we mentioned the Marvel Shang-Chi and Black Panther mm-hmm. I've I mean, seen um, a few I enjoyed those movies little girls watching Encanto and being like oh, oh yeah. my god yeah like especially this... little like Colombian girls and girls of color, mm-hmm. like so yeah. curly, especially like curly hair and glasses. She's That's like, you know, it's an atypical archetype for a character. We watched that, and that was one thing that um, Jenna, my girlfriend, got really annoyed about. Is like the one character that they portray as being like this perfect, beautiful woman who's like the you know just the most beautiful girl you've ever met, and she's perfect and blah blah blah. She has long straight hair. Mm-hmm. She's the only one who does, and she was like. They, they got so close and it just why did it have to be like the pretty beautiful one had straight hair and the rest of them all have curly hair because that's like the um, the stereotypical standard of beauty and that's the thing of it like is. I always bring up like Star Wars because that's the one that gets all the complaints of mm-hmm. just go look at all those pictures of Daisy Ridley 
on the red carpet with like those little girls dressed like real like Star Wars world. So when mm-hmm. I went to um, Star Wars land or Galaxy's Edge, it's called, isn't it? And yes, they had a yeah. ray. They had a ray walking around, mm-hmm. and they looked really good. They looked just yeah. like yeah. Daisy Ridley in the movie. And I didn't go over and take a picture. Do you know why? Because there was a queue of about ten little girls wanting to take a picture with Ray, and I was like, "That is who that movie was for." Those mm. little girls now have someone to look up to. They well, have like a hero in this series that's existed for forty years. Yeah, they have a hero who uses a lightsaber. Because someone will say, "Prince, oh, what about Princess Leia? She doesn't have a lightsaber." Mm-hmm. Little girls couldn't swing around a lightsaber and pretend to be Princess Admittedly, Leia. Like you know, Leia when she's not in a fucking like bikini outfit is a is a cool character. And, yeah, like. But, like now, little girls have an excuse to run around swinging a lightsaber mm-hmm. about. They can go to Galaxy's Edge and they can get Ray's lightsaber. They can pretend they can meet Ray. And they yep. can pose for a photo with her. And that's an option that little girls never fucking had. 51% of the population didn't have a hero in the Star Wars universe that they could emulate by picking up a stick on the ground. Yeah, and, and little that, boys um, are like 17 different characters they could do that with. Of course. There's that clip that's gone around recently i don't know if you've seen it of like the scarlet witch in disney world like there's a little girl dressed as the classic scarlet witch Mm -hmm. and like meets actual like you know the disney scarlet witch and she like grabs her by the hand and like walks with her for a minute and it's super fucking adorable and like yeah yeah what this is why you know just representation matters it's like one of the stories like that's no, it's a bit sad now, you know, because he died. But Chadwick Boseman, like one of the, mm-hmm. the last interviews he gave, where he walks in, the crowd loses their shit, and then he does just walk on, and the crowd fucking just loses it. Yeah. And the interviewer just asks him, like, how often, how many times a day do you do that? And he's like, <laughs> I can't leave my house. Yeah. Like, if, 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 if I want to leave the house, I've got to expect to do it at least 10 times. And then you mm-hmm. think to yourself, like, yeah, that's because every single black person who sees him is like, fucking yes, there's the, the black Superman. Mm-hmm. We've got a black super, finally, so there he is. When we've never had this ever, uh, like now we have one, and he's on like big, he's in movies, and everyone loves it. And it's also like fucking what is it, Idris Elba in one of the fast movies that's like, yeah, I'm Black Superman. Yeah, fuck yeah, and it's like he's he sung his own hype song, he sings his own rap song about. I've not Superman. seen that movie, but I just remember seeing that in a trailer and being like, fuck yes, Idris Elba. Just that's how you do. It. And whenever you mention something, someone will always go, well, what about insert like steel? or Spawn or Blade or something like that. It's like those movies had black characters. Yes, they were black superheroes. They didn't have the cultural impact that Black Panther did. And to mm-hmm. try and suggest 100%. otherwise is disingenuous. Yeah. No one was walking up to... No one was doing like the Blade sunglasses flip no, on the it's, red carpet. It's similar to just being like, well, Shang-Chi doesn't matter because we watched a Jackie Chan movie 20 years ago. It's like, no, it's in, like you like, see... That's a Asian. Hollywood movie that just happened to star Jackie Chan. Yeah, this is a movie that was made as a vehicle for Asian talent and as a showcase of Asian culture. Mm-hmm. And it had Asian people awesome. behind the camera informing a lot of the decisions and a lot of the, um, uh, the the lines and the content. Yeah, it wasn't just, oh, Jackie Chan and a couple of stunt guys managed to get into a Hollywood film. That's a very different scenario. Yeah. And also, let's point out as well, I remember when we did the video about Shang-Chi, and I said, I bet my left nut was a Bruce Lee reference. And after the film came out, we got a bunch of people sending me messages saying, there's no Bruce Lee reference in that movie. Yes, there fucking is. On and the bus it, fight, there was clearly yeah. the Bruce Lee kick on the bus yeah. scene, yeah. So if you go back and rewatch Shang-Chi, or just the bus fight scene, um, when the bus splits in half, um, 
Shang-Chi does the Bruce Lee flying kick and the camera it slows down for just a second mm-hmm. so to freeze him in that frame that is a 100% a Bruce Lee reference because that's the kick that he does yeah and it's certainly a more subtle reference than we made allusions to in the um, in mm-hmm. the video but, but it's it 100% was still there. he does the kick and you can't say like if it was that well Bruce Lee can't just do a kick that cat's like it is when Bruce Lee fucking did it mm-hmm. that's his kick I'd say that's up there in terms of martial arts with like the Michael Jordan dunking the basketball on yeah. um, uh, Jordans, which he also wears in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Whereas his Jordans all throughout the movie. Definitely been paid a lot of money to do that, but yeah. No, it's um, because uh, Simu Liu, he wanted to wear them. Was it actually? They didn't even like... Yeah. I mean, he, he, money must still, have traded hands at some point. some but. point, yeah, but he also as well, like he spoke to a costume designer and he said, well, I've got to wear my Jordans when I wear the costume. <laughs> and he got, he's got loads of pairs left over and he took them all along with him. It's like, fuck yeah. So yeah, that's it. Fair. That's what you want. That's how you do it, isn't it? Just, oh, well, it'd be really great if my character had to wear Jordans and you know that they've got to get a bunch of backups in case anything mm-hmm. happens, like and they have to be all during like, filming. He's like, oh, well, it just, just happens to be 10 sets of Jordans that fit me. But now you've got no, no reason to keep him, I guess. Yeah, that's what he did. Took him all along with him. And um, I guess like we haven't got time to go through all these questions. We've still got a few more. Let's so, close um, off with like one more then, I suppose. We'll, we'll close off with one more, I think. Yeah, I know. We could do another we'll QA go... episode in a bit. Yeah, we can do. And um, again, we'll just we'll go through this last one and I'll remind people yes. where they can do that. Mm. Um, so this is another one. I think it, another one from Marcus. I believe. Marcus, okay. Uh, and this is more just because, like, you know, I feel like this is one that we should probably answer in a timely manner. Yes. Uh, so it says, hello, Carl and Lucas. Carl and Lucas? I can't Lucas. say my name anymore. I have Lucas. not slept much. Let me tell you all. So Lucas, get some rest. Let's go. Get some rest after this. <laughs> um, I hope you guys are having a good day. Some background needed for my question is... I'm on my first long-term relationship, and it's the best. Our communication is great, and we're very affectionate. We're Mm -hmm. moving in together soon, so my question is, what can I do as a partner to ensure that my girlfriend is comfortable and happy in our shared space? Um, Wash your balls. Clean your ass. It's true. Hygiene is always important. Uh, Make sure the toilet's clean. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Make sure your bedding's clean. This is a problem I've encountered, like, a lot of guys, like, don't really know how often you should clean your bed in. It should be every two weeks. In, in summer, every other week. Uh, every week. Knowing how insane you were, I thought you'd be about to say like every two hours. No, no, no. It's like every two weeks you should change your bed in. You should like, you know, strip your bed yeah, in the morning. Yeah, like yeah. this, just, you know, aerate your place of living. Maybe buy some candles. Not because I'm saying like women like candles, but like, you know, they're good for, you know, helping to keep a place like airy and clean. Just a little wax melt. Here. Yeah. Just, you know, every now and again, just like, you know, put a candle. Put a little wax melt candle on or whatever. So, something I did smell my, nice. Yeah, something I do remind me. I've, it's changed now because my missus over in America um, mm. for a few months. But like when we had a shared living space, I made sure that I bought her a desk, so she had a place that she could work and like you know do her stuff in her house. I made sure that she had like her mug, like silly little things like that. She had like you know her side of the bed, so I made sure there was a bedside table where she put stuff that she felt comfortable with. You know, even silly things like make sure like a phone charger could reach so she could charge her phone when she's asleep. Because that's like, you know, something I I, mm. I did on my side of the bed. I never thought of being another person. You had it set up for yeah. yourself, yeah. And, um, so I moved that around. I guess that, that is part of the question is like, um, 
depends on how it's going because like are they moving in with you are you moving in with them are you, you moving to a, to a new place together? together um because yeah i think if they're moving into your place it probably just maybe dial back a bit on a couple of your own things maybe make a bit of space you know for decorations and stuff for them to allow to put their personality into your environment if that's the case and if if you're moving into a new place together make sure that you're having conversations and whether or not you you know have the money to go out and buy new things straight away or not maybe have conversations about well how what would you we like to have here and what would we like to put over that you know make it a conversation rather than just i'm going to throw my shit into our space also in the same vein like don't be ambivalent towards what's going on because i've known plenty of guys who are like oh i'll just put up a playstation in one corner of a tv i don't care about anything else it's oh, like, no, whatever sh- you saw the rest of it it's like yeah. then it's their space and they don't feel like you give a shit also like you're putting the onus on them to do it it's like no mm-hmm. be an active participant if you're both living together you should both take an equal role in uh, the function of the house yeah and just like a not a chore system but like me and my missus always had a pretty simple one of like um uh, like she'd do the cooking, for example. I would always do all the washing. Mm-hmm. So you'd always be like, "You'd leave all the plates and all the pots and pans. I'll wash and clean and dry all those." Yeah, that's um, similar to what generally I do normally. Is like, and it's like whoever she cooks, does... the other one cleans after. Yeah, so t- and then it feels like you know. And then when we do a deep clean, we do a deep clean together. It's just like mm-hmm. just make sure there's like that thing. Like I always, for example, take the bins out. I'll take the bins out, and um, uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, because having like a list of chores that you're like, well, we have to make sure it's different every time. It's like, you don't need to if that works for you guys. And like, sometimes it might be like, well, we both don't like cleaning the bathroom. So I'll tell you what, this time I'll do it, next time you do it. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you say that your communication is great and just keep it up of like, always keep talking and um, make sure that, yeah, like there isn't anyone steamrolling over one another and buy nice sheets and it is one thing it's like pro bit of advice well don't be afraid to buy different pillows because you would never i would never thought like people would be so different about pillows oh yeah like yeah, yeah. some people like i like having not a flat pillow but like you know i have two pillows but i have them like they're quite flat but they're like quite fluffy mm-hmm. and i just have like the two pillows but i have to put in one hand of the pillow my girlfriend has a giant fuck off pillow like this big and i like one of each Yes, yeah, so you I like to have the thick pillow with the thin pillow counterpart. There's no way to like you know cheese this, but like just don't be afraid to buy two different kinds. Like find out what kind of pillow she likes and get that fucking pillow. Mm-hmm. Put on her side of the bed. So and the difference well, it makes to have a pillow that you like. I will say that we haven't yet invested in like fancy uh, duvet yet, um, but we've bought like a. Uh, we bought a really expensive, like, nice, comfy mattress, and then we bought, like, some nice-ish pillows for, like, guests and us, and then also just two really expensive pillows, and that makes such a difference, like... The amount I'm, of tossing and turning that, like, disappears. Yeah. Just, you, a, you, a lot you, of it, yeah, it's yeah. that pillow. You're done. It's like, as I say, I didn't sleep much. I still struggled to sleep, but it certainly helped my sleeping, and it's also having a nice mattress has helped my back out so much. Yeah, like it's really understated how much like oh it's just a fucking mattress like I was in that mindset 10 years ago like a mattress is a mattress and like I will tell you now that that is something you want to invest in early yeah because it lasts you 10 years 
No, last thing normally they have like ten year guarantees on them, don't they, and stuff. Yeah, and it'll so. keep you going. But yeah, that's like only the real advice I can give you. Just be mindful. Yeah, yeah. Just like let let them have some space. Make sure that you're not being imposing upon them, and yeah, just try and do your best to make it a, a shared environment and not just something that they feel like they've been dropped into. And avoid using the term man cave. Yes, never use man cave. Trying to avoid man cave. But yeah, good question. But to close off, Lucas, where can people send questions of that nature? Maybe not that exact question, a different one. No, yeah, any, any type feel of so question. Inclined. Like, obviously you can... There's been a, a variety of questions we've gone through today and hopefully people will understand, like, something that's a little bit, you know, more involved than just, like, hi, is something... Or what's, what's your, your favorite, favorite video <laughs> Yeah. Favorite video game. What was the favorite video to record? We've called Is there out... a video you wanted to record but couldn't for reasons that I... We've also called like it out asking... in the past and I still keep getting questions that are just is, what is your favorite X? And I'm like, apparently it doesn't matter how many times we say that that's not a very interesting question because it's just like a one word answer. Mm-hmm. Apparently I keep needing to say it. But yeah, um, send questions over to carlscornerqa at gmail.com. Again, mm-hmm. the email is in the description of the podcast and just remember um, that we will be doing these live, hopefully in a nicer bit of, you know, stream setup. Yeah, with hopefully a bit my layout will look well. a bit nicer and stuff next time. But yeah, we'll um, we streaming live. Our goal is to normally do it Wednesday, 2 p.m. UK time, uh, subject to change. But that's what the rough aim is, depending on like how our weeks are looking <laughs> and stuff over Ooh, on Patreon. Okay patreon.com slash untitled side channel um so you can watch it live and there's also just like that thing of you don't have to worry about what tier you're in just as long as you are a patron of any tier you can access the link and we'll uh, mm. we'll put it out and hopefully if there's any changes we'll know far enough in advance to you know announce it on the patreon itself and people will know when we're, we're recording each week but yeah indeed you do die yes Cheers, everybody. Exciting times. Yeah, thank you.